This Week in League, division in the Sharks' ranks as Sean Johnson and whoever the other guy was use up all the green whistles before Dugan gets the chance to fake an injury. Bryce Cartwright attempts to do with his career what no doctor has ever done, reverse an abortion. West Tigers fans still not suspicious of Justin Pascoe, despite reports of him chasing Moylan and Cartwright. Plus, we look ahead to the final round of the 2020 NRL season. All right, more this week in League. Welcome to episode 369 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. I'm Jay. 369. Get low. Get low, get low, get low. You know what? What? Not that, you know. What? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking missed it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> For those of you that don't understand anything that's just gone on, go and Google Dave Chappelle being Little John. <laughs> or just listen to Get Low. Because I mean, it's all in there. I mean. Yeah, that's, that's true. Um, but yeah, but in, from the Chappelle show with uh, the, 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 the skit with uh, Little John, Dave Chappelle. Yes. Or Dave Chappelle being Little John. Yes, and then, uh... yes go and do that right yeah. now. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> I don't know what I'll say, but last week of the competition coming up, fucking great. Oh, I fucking love it. They can't hurt me anymore. Um, <laughs> I can watch the, I, I can watch the guys with the, the same clinical detachment that uh, that a god would looking upon ants, <laughs> <laughs> and hoping they all get fucking burned with my magnifying glass. Um, yeah. Final round. What a season. You know, the best thing, the best thing, the thing I look, I look forward to most about the final round is that now, week on week, the amount of games to watch and the amount of reviews to com- recaps to compile for the show half, half week on week. Half. <laughs> so, half. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so for the people who like the, th- the three hour episodes, Oh, you know, well, I guess now the new normal is kind of two, two hour episodes, but those people, you know, you're just going to have to deal with the fact that the episodes are going to get shorter because we spend the vast majority of the running yeah. time on, on the recaps for matches. Yes. Um, so that means, you know, we'll probably you know, expand some other areas if the rugby league guys provide, you know, like the news and, and mailbags Can and I say, things like this that. this year, there has been very little NRL chaos. Normally at this stage yeah. of the season, like three well, rounds out. Yeah. And I think it was because the top eight was decided. What was that? Two weeks ago. Yeah, but I mean, we can't. I mean, there's yeah. So uh, depends on the depends on the the like there was. I mean, there have been some some instances of NRL chaos through the year for sure, because there've been there's been things where they've been more trigger happy with the bin and stuff like that. Um, yeah, but nothing like like the doggies uh, result. Would have been NRL chaos if it wasn't. There was a unbridled little... NRL joy. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, there was that. The, there was still the chaos in there with the the, the with fucking old mate sticking his foot out yeah. as he as he yeah, base yeah. planted to, to ground the ball. So I don't know. Maybe it's just maybe yeah. Maybe it's just people are just. Uh, I feel like people are less. I don't know what to what to, what how how to say it. 
I've seen less like people just going off their fucking nut this year, like in a negative way. Yeah, less outbursts. Like you get some outbursts, like if the referee, like yeah, like I feel that last year, if that thing with Souths and the foot going out when he's grounded, if that had have happened against a certain, you know, certain teams, it would have been fucking nuclear war. Yeah, true. And for I don't know this year if people are just you know got more perspective. <laughs> Because <laughs> because all the COVID shutting shit down, there's life's yeah, or or because you know people are grateful to have rugby league because for a period there we didn't and didn't know if we would, mm. and or and didn't know if we, didn't know if the NRL was going to survive. Really, mm. I mean, you know, thanks to the media push from the you know the the cunts that we know, um, I don't know. I'm hoping to see some chaos in the finals. Yeah, I don't know what sort of chaos though. I've just, I've just been trying to um, think what sort of end of season montage I want to play. You know, yeah, we'll have um, to compile end of season montage to, that's to, to begin with. But I need, you know, what backing music am I going to have? You know, being Yeary of Cleary, and you know, being that Penrith are the youngest side to win a minor premiership in the history of the game. I'm thinking that Friends Forever song. Like make it like a end of school oh thing. God, that would be that would be equal. That would be obnoxious As enough. As we go on, oh, you can sing it. We remember. You know words to this song. Yeah, man, I fingered chicks in high school. Yeah, I was fingering them, and that song, the chick who sung that song, may not have been fucking alive or of age at that point. <laughs> <laughs> What were you fingering chicks to? Fucking whole lot of Rosie or something? No, that was a little bit later. Now it's something. So the era, okay. So that era would have been, you know. Oh, you know what the you know what the fucking the the A one fingering come, music was of the come day. Come here. Let me put a couple of digits in you to some Dean Martin. You know, fucking <laughs> come here, you swinging kitty. Let me split your lips. <laughs> Sit on my fingers. <laughs> um. I think that the the a the, the the print okay so like let's let's like let's fast forward to the start of the the years <laughs> the fingering years. <laughs> I think that I think you know the the primo one, the primo panty dropper of the time. Mm. Roxette must have been love, or she's got oh, the look. No, no, it must have been love. Oh my! And the funny thing is, it's like the it's the song is about song. the opposite. Yeah. yeah, the song's about the opposite. But no, they fucking oh they they loved it. They loved it. Yeah. Or maybe I'm just dexterous. I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> well, at this time, I'd like to welcome the new listeners. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens. This is what happens as the season comes to an end. Well, look, when you when you're further to the, when you're closer to the end than the start, and it's like you, it's downhill now. And this is when it gets loose, which uh. ironically is after the fingering. <laughs> With the wristies, you were always closer to the end than you were to the start. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Because like, if they had some rock set, I wouldn't have lasted a na 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 na. <laughs> She's you got the something. <laughs> you got the. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this time, I'd like to say <laughs> farewell to the new listeners. <laughs> Look, this is what happens when your team doesn't lose a fight. Like, 
you, you fill fucking six weeks or whatever it was reviewing Al Pacino movies. Exactly. <laughs> and then after the break, your team doesn't lose a game. What happened to that game against Parramatta? That was after the break, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, it was too. You, I well, mean, it affects your fucking memory, <laughs> for one. <laughs> uh, yes. Okay, anyway, let's get on to the news. News. I mean, all this fingering talk aside. Um. <laughs> Speaking of fingering, <laughs> snitchies get the hashtag snitchies get stitchies yes. as the Panthers have reached out to the European Cybercrime Unit that assisted Anthony Seabold to attempt to find the origins of a social media rumour threatening to derail their season. Mm. The rumour, which questions the integrity of several of their star players and at least two staff members at the club, uh, has been circulated amongst media for a month. The accusations relate to a former female staff member and alleged sexual relationships during her time at the club with the Panthers planning on involving the police. Uh, oh, yeah. The rumor mill went into overdrive last week on social media with the club on Tuesday made aware of a text message that had also begun circulating. Uh, former Panthers chief executive Brian Fletcher has sought legal advice on behalf of the club and has made contact with the... Oh, sorry, Furious Panthers, not for has made, has made contact with the, with the same cybercrime investigation squad engaged by Seabold last month. Panthers have been made aware of false allegations circulating on social media alleging inappropriate relationships between a former staff member and current staff members. Um... The allegations are untrue. Panthers have instructed lawyers and also retaining cyber investigators to trace the source and sharing of the allegation and apply the full force of the law, including reporting the matter to police. No further comments will be made until the investigation have, has concluded. So, the first thing is, if we go back to the Katoni Stags stuff and in the way that was sort of tied into yep. about the release of the Seabold stuff was almost the same day. Yep. And... I am sure that everybody was sent that in yep. DMs or, you know, group messages or whatever. That's- I saw three different versions of it. Each one was like a Chinese whispered version based of the first one. And they each, each, each version got more salacious in each iteration as, as it went. This Penge one, I haven't actually heard it. I've seen, I've seen um, uh, a dickhead account on Twitter that makes the, 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 positions themselves as you know as as someone who um is great at reading the play um and makes these predictions of which 20 percent of them become yeah, true but it, it's but that was very vague it wasn't like there, there was certainly no way to say from that that there were a couple of former staff members and and there were no star players named or there was there was nothing like that yeah so so i'm not sure i haven't actually seen the the I haven't seen the juicy one that they're going to get the Israeli Mossad onto. Yeah, exactly. But no, um, I haven't either. Yeah, and like I asked, and I asked, and I asked around today um, to around people that I thought you know if, mm-hmm. if if it was going around they would have seen it. Yep. No, no one. So I'm not sure mm. what the what the version of the media the media version is. I mean, I thought there was just basically like a the version I saw was like a it was more like a COVID bubble breach situation more so than anything it's, else it seems to be that there were a bunch of these things that started yeah and they've all sort of combined into this one interrelated sort of unintelligible thing. yeah you know uber rumor yeah and my understanding and through speaking to somebody who works for qps and I'll be 100% happy for any, because I know we've got 
mm. some good old-fashioned law enforcement that listen to the show, 100% happy to be corrected if this is off. Because um, this, this is, I guess, how I think I understand it. Mm-hmm. Is that cybercrime units and cybercrime experts are great at telling you, you know, what something is or, you know, how far it may have spread. Extremely useful if they can get their hands on devices. Yep. Extremely useful. And by devices, I mean, you know, laptops or desktops. Yep. Not so useful if you have an iPhone and mm-hmm. it's locked. Yep. Um, so, you know, there are ways to get certain information from that. But there was that famous case in America where the FBI went to Apple. Give us a backdoor and... and said, we have a terrorist's iPhone and he's locked it. And the FBI were worried that if they put his pin code in 10 times wrong, it would wipe the phone. (laughs) And Apple said, no. Yeah. So if the FBI publicly can't do it... Yeah. um, I'm fairly certain that this is just now the standard way because the people that are starting or maintaining this sort of shit are probably not that savvy in terms of the way technology and this sort of thing operates. Uh, and, you know, it's it's never nice to have law enforcement go through your life. No. Yeah. If cybercrime isn't even something you've done, that whole thing of if you've done nothing wrong, you've got nothing to be afraid of, it's still not it's nice. still inconvenient. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, you your people in your family work in uh tax at mm-hmm. yeah at some level and you know that they'd, they'd they'd say quite easily that if you are the squeakiest clean person in the world you still don't want the tax office going through your shit no no you know the whole key there is to be aware of which industries are being targeted each year <laughs> and Correct. if you're in that industry lay low <laughs> but what yeah um but what i'm saying is with the the Penrith thing i think this is just a way for them to come out and mm-hmm. say, yep, we've done the same official thing. Um, and and so it just it stops and halts those people yeah. that are spreading it. At the end of the day though, I mean the if you if you if you are squeaky clean and if you know you're squeaky clean, you don't need to go through the whole pantomime because it's not gonna fucking derail anything. Because you know you you know and your people know that there's nothing there, then yeah. I mean there's sure there's can be noise outside. But if you know what you, if you know the truth of the matter, then yeah, I hear what you're saying. But you still, know, again, think you've got a fairly feeble-minded. you've got a fairly young team, yeah, um, and it, it's the old pig fucker analogy. Sooner or later, <laughs> you get tired of having to stand up and say, "I did not fuck a pig." <laughs> you know, um, so yeah, it, I couldn't relate. I've no, I've I don't know anybody. <laughs> Who's had to go through that ordeal? But it sounds fucking great. Um, think of Brett Stewart. Yeah, you know, I know you don't know him. Yeah, I know sometimes you pretended you have to look cool. You know, to all no. you other manly people. Yeah, not so much. Um, but <laughs> you know what he went through? He had to deny. He had to deny. He had yeah. to deny. He had to deny. And then even but when the, he- the the thing is though, his his was wasn't like you know some rumor. I mean, he was maliciously prosecuted you know, to know, the extent of the law. Because- but there's a perfect example of someone that had to stand up and say, mm. I didn't fuck the pig. Mm. And even after he was not charged or not found guilty, or the charges were dropped or however that finished, 
case was dismissed in under 90 minutes in one of the quickest acquittals okay, so we've pro- seen. Probably a legal loophole where you know the lawyer's fucked up and didn't submit a form because he's a fuckhead. But see, this is what I'm talking about. He will forever in my mind. Exactly. But I mean, that's like, once again, like I'm saying, don't be so feeble-minded as to let that sort of thing derail you. And, and like, and, and, and you know, this, and this, this feeble-minded thing is running in the Penrith family with you on the, <laughs> on the Brett Stewart thing. Have some fucking, have some fucking mental acuity. Understand, be, feel confident in your, in the position that you didn't do it. Mm. And then just fucking proceed through your fucking second or third week exit or whatever it's going to be. Mm. That's all I'm saying. Okay. It's not going to, but don't, you know what? If they don't fucking make, if they, if they don't make the grand final, for example, God forbid. If I hear one cunt fucking say, them, if yeah, I'm that, like, that, yeah, God, I will that. fucking piss on them from a great height. <laughs> What's the highest thing in Penrith? In Penrith? Probably some two-story fucking, probably the, well, the world of entertainment is probably the highest thing in Penrith, right? I was going to say Mark Guyer in the late <laughs> 90s. <laughs> Although at that point, he was probably like more up and where was he fucking playing? Like oh, Bush somewhere, yeah. wasn't he? That was, that was like, that, they were the days when he was having plenty of ice in his drinks. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking legend! Oh, yeah, he had his he had his moments. <laughs> All of them had probably passed by that point. Though, I think. <laughs> um, but yeah, the thing is, and I mean, these experts. I mean, that Seabold thing is like it's all gonna, it's all, it's all coming out in yeah, you know, two days, three days, and we haven't heard a thing. Oh well, the story, the official line is, and it was in one of the articles about the Penrith, yeah, thing. That these these cybersecurity experts came back, yeah, and they've presented, they've given their findings to the lawyers, yeah. The lawyers have presented that to the police yep. and to the NRL, yep. And there's been not enough information to take any further action, yeah. And uh, so what what you said when the the first time we spoke about this, it's fucking was exactly hard. right. You can unless you've got you can somehow, and I don't know how you do, unless you can get the second guy, mm. like the guy who received the thing from the first guy, mm. then you you've just you, good the fucking luck. Thing, the stags thing or any sort of sex tape is different because yeah, the person holding the camera, yeah, you assume is the originator of the device, or if not them, yeah. it's the other person's device. And from what I understand, she didn't exactly deny it either. Yeah. Because she's a fucking idiot. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> New rules of Palooza. <clears throat> Thankfully, it's not like a, a wholesale change like the other fucking rules have just been thrown in on, on, a, on a whim this year. You can now have but... one spiral forward pass <laughs> per set. Could you imagine setting up for that? <laughs> Could you imagine how easily the Melbourne Storm would win the fucking competition <laughs> using Josh Adokar as a wide receiver? Uh, every play. And it's just yeah. like, every, yeah, some teams, they might be able to prevent it happening. Man, I watched some fucking gridiron on the weekend. Yeah. I don't understand. Like, watching NRL and looking at, like, spread plays. Yep. I do not understand how those cunts are not scoring a touchdown with you. With the you're allowed to run fucking shepherds. Yeah, but no, only after um, <clears throat> only only after the the you know the catch has been made and 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 within certain parameters. There are, I mean, you I don't like care. Free for all. I don't care. The entire fucking sport's a joke, and everyone that plays it <laughs> is a fucking hat shit cunt because <sighs> they're not scoring touchdowns. 
every fucking play. Look, the only the only thing that I wish they would do more of, and I mean it is it is a game that pun. It's like you know possession is much more valuable in in the NFL than it is in in rugby league because teams can hold the ball for fucking just start 10 minutes at a time yeah mm. and just start and like just wait like get your defense absolutely fucking wasted mm. and then so and then which affects you through the whole game because your defense is tired and you mm-hmm. know more things open up but um i really i really wish that they would utilize more of the sort of trick stuff like lateral passes because they're only allowed to pass it forward once mm. like the the you know the one that you traditionally think of but if I if I if I catch a pass or if I you know am a running back and I make a break and I get in the backfield, if one of my guys was to run beside, I could pass like rugby league style mm. and put him away. Mm. But they, it, it doesn't happen very often, and more often than not, you know, if you do see it happen, it's a it's like in college where you know where they it's like oh or, or in this the, crazy play or, or in or in Canadian football, you know, where, yeah, the, where the stakes yeah, aren't yeah, yeah. like billions of dollars yep. <laughs> for, for you being a fucking cowboy and and yeah. uh, and yeah, taking the script in your hands. Um, but so in round rules. twenty, we got two games, new rules, and very fucking reactionary. The first one, the first one, of course, is that now the uh, video ref, sorry, the bunker. Will be able to review a try, up to the up until the conversion attempt is taken, and uh, and they can overturn the referee's decision. So now what happens is, if you're the referee, and you think the try has been scored, instead of going, you know, sending it upstairs, okay. going yep. up as a try, just check on granting, blah blah. Now the referee will just award it if they think it's if they, if they would previously have sent it up as a try, they'll award it. And then up until the conversion's been taken, mm-hmm. the the bunker can overturn it after they haven't looked at the the you know the replays and and so on, which is the reactionary thing to try and avoid the situation with Jackson Polo scoring that try for the rabbits. Yep, and his foot slid out. Yep, the fact his foot slid out anyway. I mean, the touch judge is a fucking idiot. I mean, it happened right in front of him. The touch judge is like five meters out, running towards him. Yeah. I mean, he's looking. Yeah. Right. I mean, one job and all that. Mm-hmm. Um. The thing I want to see happen in this situation is if a try scored within, I don't know, 15 meters either side of the post. Yep. I want to see, fuck the celebrating. Yeah. Blows the whistle. Kick. Grab the ball. Kick. Get the tee. Yeah. Knock the cut over yeah. within 30 seconds. Yeah. Like, straight, like if it's an easy kick, just bang it over. Can you imagine? That's the chaos. Now. Yeah. Like, no, no more. The kid from the local special school gets to run the tee out. <laughs> yeah, no, no. You need to do like you know. You need to do like the Broncos did. You know, in the, in, you know, like little dude on the fucking on the on the little car. Yeah, like, you need to like, but you need to soup that shit up too. You need, <laughs> you need to throw like a fucking four fifty Hemi. <laughs> well, it's, big, it's bigger than the car itself. <laughs> the kids are just sitting oh, on the engine me. block. Just yeah, who who's your fucking fastest player? Like Josh Addo, cars running the tee. Yeah, you've just got well. Yeah, you've got you've got your ball boys, mm. and they're just like literally just underarm it, just boom, yeah. chuck it, and then and then they run it straight in. Yeah, I would love to see a team do that, as in like, you're not going to get the chance to overturn That's this it. shit because if they're going to say if they're going to put parameters on it, they're going to overturn it up until the kick's been taken. Yeah, then fucking do it, and then yeah. it's like a race. Yeah, especially if you especially if you're like running back to kick the goal, and you look up and you can see the cunt's clearly bounced it or put his foot out or something. And you're like, 
because then that's the chaos because the referee's there like because it's on the referee he's awarded it yeah within the parameters of the rules they can't overturn it but yeah. everyone knows it should have been overturned now are they going to do something <laughs> well there's nothing now I'm trying to think now because you know there's a limit for how long how you long? Ta- how long you take but not how quickly because or- you can even forego the kick yeah, yeah. What happens if you forgo the kick? Well, imagine... Okay, that's amazing. So this is the ideal... This is my dream scenario. This is it right here. Thursday night. The clock approaches 10 p.m. Yeah. The Broncos lead the Cowboys 10 points to eight. Yeah. 79 minutes, 50 seconds on the clock. The Cowboys have got one last chance to fucking score this try. The bomb goes up. There's a fucking melee, you know, there's yep. people in the air, the ball's, j- Cowboys, boom, score it. Referee comes down, thinks it's a try, blows the whistle. Yep. It's not. There's a clear fucking knock on. Yep. But, and they say, we forego the we kick. We forego the kick. <laughs> or, not, that, this is the thing that, it, I mean, in that situation, you wouldn't forego it, get the tee down, I'd fucking stand the, I'd kick some dirt out, stand the cut up, and just grab it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but the point being, the Cowboys win 12 yeah. 10. Time's expired. Uh, they Obvious can't overturn no it. <laughs> Obvious, no, Obvious no try. Broncos spoon. Oh, my God. And I basically turn inside out <laughs> in a sea of ejaculate. <laughs> Volander sprouts wings out of his back and slowly alofts up to heaven. <laughs> Your work here is done. <laughs> I fixed rugby league. Jesus, I'm coming home. <laughs> Oh man, my God! Now, 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 I want that to happen. Like now, now, a Cowboys win just is not going to be enough. <laughs> and then, like, oh, and then you get the whole. Then you get like a year See, of oh, yeah. we, a lifetime. This is it. You, you shouldn't have got the spoon because blah, 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 blah. you're you're now a rugby league fetish guy. <laughs> so good. You're the equivalent of that guy who can only come with his leg in a yeah. bear trap, getting punched in the face. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that was one, that was one rule. The other, the, the, one of the other rules is that, um, in scrums, the, uh, clubs, the, well, the clubs have to nominate 10 forwards among their final 17 man squads and referees will ensure that they pack down at scrum time. 10 forwards. 10 forwards in your 17. Okay. Okay. So you've got so six you in st- your pack. Yeah. And then I guess they're saying, so. So two on the bench. Uh, well, I guess they're saying that that's all for all Does the, the benches. Half count? It's I guess it's all. I guess it's all the bench players. So what are they trying to stop here? Getting kick out one on one with a winger. You know that situation. I don't actually know what they're trying to. Um, I don't know. I'm just, I don't know what that one's about because scrum's a fucking joke anyway. Why not apply some creativity to it? Yeah, I mean that's what teams have been doing, yeah. And it rarely, if ever, comes off. But I mean, exactly. you know, what, I don't understand this enforcing of. That so, that seems like an arbitrary rule. Yeah, I, I just, don't. I don't it. understand why that has. I don't know why I'm saying why that is something that needs to be tried. So again, as a, as all. just the what is what yeah. ifs. Okay. Um, you know, your team. Yeah. Continuously loses eight players per game to injury. Because your strength and conditioning guy is a fuckhead. My team actually doesn't wouldn't have the ten forwards anyway That's, because they're always because they always run with like a, a a back or you know something on the bench. Yeah, well, a, a, lot, a lot of teams do. They had a winger on the bench last week. There you go. 
But then what happens? I mean, the argument can be made that like a plotter like Lachlan Croker, he's coming on to replace the hooker, so fair enough, he's a forward. Mm-hmm. But but the, this is what I'm saying. Let's say yeah. But then you get an injury. Okay, say you get forwards injured, three yeah. three forwards injured or something, and that's it. I get. I you know, do you get to change your nomination? Because I mean, there could be there, there's the, the one forward that's left on the bench. Yeah, he's going to sub yeah, him in. You may have to sub out some of the. Yeah, I mean, what what happens if you decide to go small? If you go okay, well we've got. Um, you know, because of the new rule, the next rule that comes in, we want to go with a team of like, like fast, yeah, mobile tackling machines yeah. that are, that aren't giant fucking props. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that that one just seems to it just seems to be just that's, arbitrary. That's a rule fucking, for a rule's sake. I don't like that one too much. No, um, like I, I I really want to know the genesis of that one. I never saw an online poll where people said they wanted that. And that's usually how these things begin. You know, is it... Uh, yeah, fuck. Is it this thing where now you can decide where you want the scrum? Yep. That you can say, you know, again, um, Melbourne Storm or you know, Penrith. And no one, you know, yeah, well, yeah so Melbourne would want to throw like Nelson or someone well, you've, you've too got wide. To, well, you've got to have all your forwards in there now. Mm-hmm. We're going to pack the scrum on the far right side. Mm-hmm. And then... so. We've got Cleary at the base. We're going to have Arpy, Jerome, Crichton, mm-hmm. Mansour can fuck off. But we're going to we're just going to try these long fucking passes and put Crichton into space. Get him one on one with whoever's yeah. Like, is that what they're trying to do? Because you I can already know. do that. There's no, there's no that one there doesn't have anything really I, yeah, any I, any like context or color to it. Anyway. Um. The last one is uh, regarding the six again, again, and now all defending players, except for those that have taken up position at marker, of course, are required to be in line with the referee marking the 10 meters. Mm-hmm. The referee will call go when the ball has been played backwards, and then the defensive line is entitled to move forward. Players who jump early will be considered to be in breach of the 10 meter rule. Touch judges will assist the referee in monitoring and enforcing the 10 meter rule. So honestly, that sounds like the ten meter rule that we had. Yes. Um, but now, can touchies call you offside? Well, if they're going to assist, then I guess I didn't. I, no, currently, that, uh, I didn't think a touchy could. I thought they could call offside from kicks. I do, I don't think that touchies touchies could because if they could have, they would have, and they and a lot of offside play. In fact, all of it because they've got no other job if there's no kick coming down to their yeah. sideline, could be, you know. So but so what happens is then is then they can, um, and then they can go, then they go six again after that, I think, which means that like a retreating line will forever be tr- retreating. Yeah. Six again, six again, six again. There'll be a try in fucking within six tackles. Yeah. Because it'll be like six restarts. Or you know it'll I mean? be a professional foul and you're a man down. Yeah, yeah. Because you fuck I, I, that, that to me is like the roll the ball through your legs speed of yeah. touch football yeah play the balls although what worries out of everything you've said there I I understand exactly what you're saying and I'm not trying to ref's fault here but fuck me do these people have any idea how the human eye works and how fucking ordinary it is mm-hmm. for judging you know, things in relation to each other. Yep. A, under fatigue. Yep. B, 
the size of these fucking cunts. Yeah. How are you seeing the ref in the middle of the field? Are you? you yeah. Know, where's and your what's perspective? The, and are what's you the standing defi- in front? Are you standing behind? And what's the definition of jumping? Is it moving in front of the referee at the, before he says go? Yeah. What if you're getting a run? What if you retreat to eleven meters and you're getting a run up because you're going to come and fucking you yeah. know to fool someone? That's it. Like what? What if you're big fucking Nelson uh-huh. and you like crouch down and lean forward and your head is now two meters in front of the fucking referee? <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Fuck me. Oh, I say now. I don't think we're going to see a lot of these rules going forward. No. <laughs> I, th- I think it's just fucking. They, 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 they were lamenting the lack of chaos that you were speaking yeah, about earlier, exactly. and they're like, "Let's introduce somebody changing the fucking rules of the game in the last." <laughs> uh, and then we got another one here you know, where um, the handover touchline rule. So um, if if the ball or the player in possession of the ball has gone into touch. Other than 4020s or 2040s or 2040s, like that's a fucking thing that anyone's ever going to do. Um, play will be restarted with a, a play the ball by the non offending team. So, okay, so your guy gets tackled in touch instead of a scrum, it becomes a play the ball. Okay. Which is, you know, to me, that's like a step towards removing scrums from the game. So, why do we now need new scrum rules? Yeah, exactly. Having less scrums. Exactly. They're really throwing a lot of shit. You know what they're doing? They're just basically throwing pickles up against on the wall these and to see which one wins. These cunts are my doctor. <laughs> to be fair, you need fucking house. I got a phone call. <laughs> and it was one of those calls of, I've just been tested. You might want to be too. Really? Mm. Which one was that? Tell me on air right now. I demand you. <laughs> the disease or the receptacle? Both. <laughs> Syphilis and who? <laughs> AIDS and who? Like STD, Cluedo. <laughs> it was chlamydia. Up against the carbon. In the anus. Gonorrhea. <laughs> with the school teacher. <laughs> no. Oh. Um, ironically, this one was a nurse. Mm. Which is, you know, good that she was so responsible. And After the fact, if she had have been responsible earlier, True. the necessity for a call wouldn't have been there. Yes. <laughs> well, she took her uh, post-diagnosis healthcare obligations quite seriously. <laughs> um, you know, she was the one who also said spit in my mouth, but... <laughs> So I've gone to my doctor. She was a walking contradiction. <laughs> Something addiction. Um, so I've gone to my doctor. Yeah. And I've said, I've received a phone call and it's this. And I've been trying to get this guy to look at my fucking no-no square for so fucking long. He's the one. Yeah. Like, do you remember a couple of years ago when I sent you the photo of like that blood-soaked piece of toilet paper? Yes. Like, was I, it that long ago? How time flies. I know. <laughs> I felt like that was only like, wasn't that like just after like Magic Weekend when you ate all the furniture? That's was. Like, so like, a, like about a year, a year and a bit. A year and a bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's exactly when it was. Fuck. You ate too much Nashville hot chicken <laughs> and started bleeding out your ass. <laughs> and literally blew out my anus. Um, I'm also a little bit touched that you remember my escapades that fondly. <laughs> Look, there, there are things that there are... Th- <laughs> 
Look, there's, you know, there's yeah, your picture. I mean, because you actually said a picture of your asshole as well as that the toilet paper, didn't you? Was or was different. that just a different situation? Nah, I forget. Different situation. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, like, I I turned a piece of toilet paper into a fucking maxi pad mm-hmm. and he still wouldn't look. He's like, oh, I'm sure you're fine. But this time I went back and told him about the phone call and he gave me the two cups to go and okay. piss in and bring back and, mm-hmm. and he said he's going to write me two scripts and he's what were the two scripts like just like preventative blasts of medication this is what he said now you bear in mind he's a very old Indian man yeah and he says so what I'm going to give to you is the shotgun method <laughs> that would kill any possible suspects and he says <laughs> but because I am pointing it at your bits it is not a shotgun of bullets. It is a shotgun of antibiotics. <laughs> oh, that's vintage Dr. Humor. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, Doc. Yes, so he's the Peter Volandis of curing my dick. <laughs> uh, you got the results back? Yeah, negative. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, I can't say I've had to had to deal with that in the past. <laughs> Thankfully, I mean, well, unless you count like pregnancy as being like the same ballpark of scare, well, you know, <laughs> it's something you don't want crawling around up there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, just a, just a larger, a larger and and uh, incurable creepy crawly, I suppose. Um, so yeah, look, look, the handover one, yeah, that's fine, I suppose. Uh, I mean, there's you know the, the scrum's been removed from several other things over over the years, and yep. you know that's that's totally fine. Um, the forwards one is a bit mystifying to me, though. I think that this one, in fact, the one with the play the ball instead of the scrum following, you know, getting bundled into touch or whatever, mm. or throwing into touch, mm. that one, I think, has a good chance of being adopted because it achieves what they... Speed the game up. Let's Speed the game time. up. Also, at the end of games, when time is of the essence, yeah, the thing that always happens is a player gets bundled into touch or a team, you know, they put, put a kick in or whatever, put a kick in to, to wind the clock yep. down, and the other teams quickly pack the, you know, so that's gone now. Yes. So the clock's just, if there's 30 seconds left, and you put the kick over the sideline to, to bleed out the rest of the game, mm. essentially, I mean, the, the, that's, you know, the clock doesn't stop, and while they won't waste all of the time, like, because it's not as, it's not as hard to get a play, play ball together as a scrum. Yep. There's still going to be that period where I mean they're going to lose half that time, like the ball's going to go over. You know the play, teams have to set themselves up again. They have to get the ball off a kid, then do the play the ball and go. I wonder what I wonder if there are official guidelines, and I'm sure there are, mm-hmm. on ball boys, in terms of acting the cunt. Mm-hmm. But what what's the maximum number of ball boys you can have? Then would have to be there would have to be guidelines around that surely. And does that is that stopped with there are a certain amount of regulation balls? The referees would obviously have to inspect, yeah, the balls before. But the I mean, game. but you know, there's no there's no question that these ball boys are are brought into the fold mm. by each club, mm. and their allegiances are not under question at any stage. No, not at all. But this is what I'm saying. So yeah. if you, again, if you're the home team, yeah, yeah, can you have a ball boy on each fucking line? <laughs> on the side, on both sides of the field. Basically the, trying to get the ball. If you're chasing and trying to and trying gain to, time. Yeah, trying to either get, try to get the ball in quicker or bleed or just 
be really slow at getting yeah, the ball back. Yeah, that's it. See, I am fucking hundred percent there for that sort of country. Yeah, exactly, love it. Yeah. I love that sort of shit because that absolutely incense. Or if it's the opposition, yeah, the ball boy just stands on the sideline and just sort of holds it out in front of him and makes <laughs> someone like, jog twenty meters to going, come and get it. Yeah, just going. Like, but even just doing like, yeah, it's like, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's an audio medium, and me me acting it out to you is meaningless to people. Um, just basically the Eddie Murphy want to lick ice cream, you know, like <laughs> so that except with football. There yes. you go. I painted the picture. Uh, a new bid has entered the expansion arena. The Redcliffe Dolphins club chairman Bob Jones has declared the organization is ready to become the NRL's next expansion team, and he already has a legendary coach in mind, none other than Wayne Bennett. It's a fucking big dick move. So, uh, yesterday, the official uh, opening of the Northern Grandstand of Dolphin Stadium took place, and uh, and Jones took the opportunity to brand Red Redcliffe as NRL ready, with the new stadium complete and assets reported to be worth over $100 million. We're now NRL ready, and when I say ready, we are ready to go tomorrow if the NRL needs us, he said. <clears throat> Peter Volandis is certainly aware the Dolphins are ready and will be meeting in the next little while. They're fully, they, they, the NRL are not fully aware of what we're capable of, but they will be soon. So the now completed Dolphin Stadium can seat 10,000 people while there's also standing room for 1,500. Uh, <clears throat> new grandstand costs $6.5 million, la da 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 for 10 years, we've been building our infrastructure because our strategic plan has always been to play rugby league at the highest level. To do that, we recognized some time ago you need to have assets, and that's what we have done. Mm-hmm. Wayne Bennett's previously backed Redcliffe's expansion bid, declaring in February that Redcliffe is the way to go. They have a ready-made club for the NRL. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jones, on his part, said that Wayne obviously knows rugby league and has been a great coach for a long time, so he'd be crazy not to talk to Wayne and consider him if he is available. And... Uh, Petro, of course, who's uh, yeah, born and raised, or he's raised in around Redcliffe area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his dad, of course, Pedro, legendary fucking bouncer. The stories of one punch knocking out cunts <laughs> down, <laughs> down at Ready over the years are legendary. Nice. Um, but uh, he's, uh, Petro, Petro uh, he backed his, it's really exciting to hear the Dolphins bid the NRL. It's a club that's well steeped within the rugby league history of Brisbane club ranks and very well known across Australia as well. It's a growing region, blah, blah, fastest growing, one of the fastest growing regions in Australia. I presume they mean that by that corridor, they mean like all of the developments going like up the coastline on the, mm-hmm. on the right hand side of the freeways you head up the coast, like yeah. Burping Gary, all those new harbour side things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up there. So, um, so they're going to have a great supporter base. I tell you, if they get the fucking license, day one season ticket for me especially if they play a significant number of their home games at Dolphins because ha- what a fucking luxury it would be yes to have a NRL stadium like 10 minutes drive from my house yep and the ability to see 12 plus games a year without having to fucking give the Broncos a cent Ooh. fucking outstanding I would imagine that any team that comes in will have to at least have some sort of concessions to, towards Suncorp games as well. But all this talk of their stadium and everything would probably... And, and couple that with Peter Volandis being opposite of Todd Greenberg and sort of backing suburban grounds, then, you know, who knows? Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, every, everything he says, right, um, in terms of, you know, their, their readiness for it, and I have to say, like I have, you know, I never, I never played 
at Redcliffe. I never have a bad, never had a bad, you know, feeling about them as an opposition team. Mm. Um, coming from Norths and Valleys when I was a little little kid, but um, I'm I've have been around like the Redcliffe, you know, just since you know being sort of in the area for the last sort of fifteen years, and uh, and being involved with a couple of teams around the peninsula. They're fucking like they're so well run around there that I would I would accept them any day. And I know there's a lot of people in Brisbane who are kind of like, oh, I fucking support the East Tigers or whatever. I would never be able to, you know, go for you know, go go for the Dolphins in the NRL or whatever. But mm. um, it's interesting times, and they've always kind of been spoken about as a potential expansion possibility. But yeah. But even I, I had no idea. I mean, I knew they were fucking very well run, and um, and I knew what was going on with their stadium. But I had no idea they were that wealthy. So uh, interesting. Certainly would tick a number of boxes in terms of uh, stability required to feel the side. I'm look having been up there a bit for some junior footy. Yep. Um, for some indigenous carnivals. Yep. Run. It is a fantastic ground at the moment, like right now. Without yeah, I haven't been. I haven't seen. I haven't seen the the new the new uh, grandstand oh, in the flesh. I mean, I've seen the I've seen the newish one, but not the newest. Like you know, because because yeah. like there's that one that runs down the the left hand side as you looking from the club. Yep. Like that one there. That's that's where I've sat. Uh, we had yeah, some functions yeah. and got the top level there yep. with the bars and like yep. the for the VIP sort of stuff. And we were there up there for a game once, but that was fucking great. It's legit a fantastic place to watch footy yep. now. Yep. Um, look, you know, it, trying to pick holes in it. One of the yep. great things about Suncorp is, you know, I've been to, to Origins at Suncorp where it is fucking capacity. Oh, and you're out of there. In, and it, yeah, it empties. Especially if you're catching a bus. You, you know, you walk outside and downstairs onto a bus. They fill it up. It fucks off. Next yeah, one pulls up. That's it. Next, and, and they just fill up that quickly. I yeah, mean, exactly. it's a little bit longer of a, a hike to the train station, but they're still close as hell. But regardless. Yeah. It's very well serviced by seat. public transport. You're out of your seat and you're out yep. of the stadium. Yep. In a like fucking great amount of time. Yep. This one, maybe not so much just because, you know, by nature, the exits are a bit smaller and you can't fit as many people out. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and the public right. transport is, is yeah, I don't, I don't think any, any ground has the public transport service that Suncorp has in the country. Um, maybe Melbourne? Maybe. That would be the only one I would guess. And I don't know that for sure. I'm just kind of yeah. assuming that that would uh, be the case. Hmm. But um, still, tra- public transport's not that bad. I mean, if they, they could easily have the same shuttle bus situation that, yeah. that the Titans roll with. Yeah. And there's a train station that's probably not that much further away. Like, because I keep a ring station now. I mean, you just have to, you know, you, you just have to walk down um, Anzac Avenue down Bourbon Road and you're at, you're on the block where the ground is at that to point. To me, it's always fucking struck me why places like Westfield mm-hmm. don't do deals with the NRL or whoever yeah. else. Yep. And so, because, you know, and even at Rabina, like that fucking close to the Titan Centre. It's not that much further than the well, Rabina, walking the train station. Rabina Town Centre. Yeah. You know, actively dissuade like this is not parking for the football yeah yeah you know why they don't do deals and go well okay here's have a feed first well even something in sydney exactly do something with their restaurants or even just you know here's the car park it's this section of the car park only Mm -hmm. we're gonna ping you five bucks for it yep 
park here and then we're going to run fucking shuttle buses. Yeah. You know? Yeah, the one time I did the shuttle bus thing to a Titans game, it was way back, you know, when they were, when they were popular and they filled the ground. Yeah. Uh, like it was the first year, it would have the first year that the Titans were in. And I remember I went to a Manly versus Titans game with some Was friends. that when they were at Rabina or when they were at Carrara? No, this was, this was, it was Rabina. It was when they were first into Rabina. Yep. Okay. And, um, and I remember we went some. It felt like it was fucking miles away. Yeah. Parked in some fucking field somewhere in yeah. the middle of nowhere. That's it. Got on the bus. Yeah. And the feel, it felt like the bus took ages. Yep. To get yeah. to the ground as well. I have no fucking idea where it was. So that, but I'm saying that that would be the go with dolphins. Yeah. Because yeah. you got Westfields. They got the Kipper Ring. Yeah. The the, the Peninsula Fair or whatever just over there. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, whatever it is. But this is the thing they could do. I mean, it would be it was somewhere that does have decent tra- public transport now, like like at North Lakes, for example. Yeah. With the bus terminal, yeah. they could do shuttles from there. Exactly. And which would enable people from all over Brisbane or whatever to come exactly. in. Exactly. Like West that Westfield at North Lakes is two yep. seconds off a highway. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Anyone coming from anywhere, get yep. on the gateway, get on the Bruce, whatever it is. Yep. Fucking park your car in. Yep. Fuck, yep. I hope they come in. Yeah, and then do shuttle, just do sh- and then do shuttles from Kippering Station yeah. as well, which is only like, you know, it's probably only 10, 15 minutes walk anyway, yep. but, you know, do shuttles. I'd, I would never change teams, ever, 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 ever. Yeah, no, neither. But I would take my boy mm-hmm. to every Dolphins game that I possibly could. Yep. Yep, same. You know? And it also, and, you know, it's, it's a great thing to do with your kid, but also it's a great thing to do to support footy. But it's also a, a, also a great way to, you know, hopefully, you know, position Brisbane on the end of a fucking fat cock. Correct. Which is, you know, what, what we all want, really. Yes. <laughs> um, finally. Jesus Christ, there's a lot of news. There is a lot of news. Well, there's a lot of us talking shit on a lot of news. <laughs> um, oh, the, this one's not really, really, there's not really a lot of news um, from last week, from, uh, you know, post this story from last week. Per se, it's played out about as much as it had by now by the time we went to air last week. But the speculation um, that the uh, the ablest convicted wife beater with suspect knees and Fanua Blake would be off to the Warriors has indeed come to pass, and he will be going to the Warriors. And uh, best of luck to him because Hope there he, are no bikies in New Zealand. Exactly. Well, the gangs that he came up in aren't there, I suppose. That's uh, that's. <clears throat> That's my understanding of the situation is, you know, he was up, you know, up in gangs, left them when his footy career kicked off. That's been constantly problematic mm-hmm. because honestly, I mean, the, the more, <coughs> if he'd gone for more money, it would have been easier to say that. Yeah. But the fact is he's gone for exactly the same amount of money, which is fucking good money. And he was on good money. He was going to be on good money and he's on the exactly same good money for the next two, three years. Yeah. So. As with all people, when they when they take the jersey off, fuck him. <laughs> Not so much fuck him, but it's just kind of like, yeah, who? I don't, yeah, I don't this, care. This is one of those ones you find it you find it hard to hate on the situation at all. Yeah. I also find it hard to have positive feelings about it. It's just something that happened. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you like, know? if if I want to look at it positively, it's just you know by sheer by sheer chance yep. that finally Paseco has looked good this year. And then last week he was fucking great. You know, one of the best players on the field. And it's about time that a 197-centimetre-tall, 120-fucking-kilo guy realised he is of that size yes. and used it. And and he's looking fucking great. Um, <clears throat> Frees up some money for you to get uh, foreign and Tolman. Well, look, I mean, foreign, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a great deal. If he can... It, it, all I want is 14 games out of him. 
because he's because the amount of money that we we're going to pay him allegedly is probably about the same that like a cunt like fucking croaker or some or one or one of those plotters that we released i so, i i fucking hope i fucking hope that kieran foreign is the start of a revolution in player contracts and it goes well, i mean towards, what's he yeah what's, by that, by that oh I you mean, mean like having incentives built in for not necessarily incentives but here's or your conditionals contract. based on exactly yeah okay and if you don't do this that you would don't be great this. And if, yep and if he takes it yep clubs go Ooh, ooh, we can do this. Mm-hmm. How many clubs out there at the moment have people on their books that are injured, that are underperforming, yep. that you know do amazing things in contract year and then yeah, fuck and off like back the, and, their and, shell. And like if he plays like he did for the dogs, yep. Every every time he took the field this year, which yep. was about like eighteen games, it, was, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, if he plays that well. I am so happy for him yep. to enrich himself and his family. Yes, because that's fuck. That's a player that's fucking you know earning their money. Yep. Um, the only thing I think is how salary caps would work in that situation because you would really have to have your cap. The cap value would probably have to still be the the value with the incentives met, because otherwise, what if you you know what I mean like if they did meet all the incentives mm. targets. Mm. And they weren't all, you know. Then you're over. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, so there wouldn't be any immediate well, the, the sort way, of cap relief would, on that, I think. But true. But then also, I'd say it would even affect the following year. Yeah. So that if you have to offload them, yeah. you don't have to pay as much freight. Yeah. Yeah. But, but um, yeah. So that and Pasek has been extended for three years uh, today, I believe. I don't know if it's signed, but it's going to happen. Um, the foreign thing, who knows? But I mean, I think. The thing that this year, especially for Manly, has has shown is like it, it's not a thirteen or seventeen man game. Mm-hmm. I mean, you need like fucking thirty. <laughs> you need thirty fucking players, and yeah. so you don't. So you don't have to put yeah the Morgan Boyles and the fucking Lachlan Croakers and and Co on the field <clears throat> because you don't have them in your squad. The idea, I mean, you need so even if Foreign was like it played a, a, a role of like a fourteen. And then if someone in the halves is injured, then he can roll in just as, as added depth and experience. And especially we're going to be having a lot of young guys coming up in key roles like Carsten Schuster mm. and people like that, that are, are young guys in playmaking roles. Yes. Just for that value alone, I'm mm-hmm. totally there. Tolman, I don't know if that'll happen. I don't think it'll happen. And if it did, you know what? At the end of the day, you've got to have fucking four props in the side and, and if he's if he's prop four of four I'll tell you what especially in this day and age where a no try could be a try if you yeah. don't take a kick exactly. who else he's a fucking expert exactly at not taking kicks exactly mm. exactly but um look last week just tap and go last week 232 meters mm-hmm. fucking beast yeah there you go <laughs> I'm gonna without looking back over his stats over the rest of the year because I don't I'm not a stats guy but I'm going to assume that he does that every week, in yeah. which case. But honestly, if he if he was like prop four or four, yep. like he's if he's the worst prop in the team and comes on and he's like the cha- interchange, you know, like, You're like he, LeBron whinging yeah. that he didn't get the MVP because all people do is look at stats and figures. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but honestly, if if he if he's like the if he was the worst prop on the roster. Mm. Then that's that's fine because mm-hmm. I mean he still has like he still has a high work he doesn't offer much in attack at all I mean like yeah, of course he doesn't but what a, what a fucking contrast though yeah like 
Tolman going to Manly mm-hmm. is a joke. Yep. Yet Tamau going to the Tigers yep. is a get. Yeah. And I think that's all to do with the attitude of the person. Oh, it's all to do with the attitude of the 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 fan base too, I think. Not at all. Because Tamau is beloved by the Panthers. But that's exactly what I'm saying. That's what, what made him beloved is his, is his attitude. He's the one footy player. If you go over everyone in the NRL at the moment, like who was the cunt that opened his house up during the bushfires? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, know, but I mean like... That sort of stuff. But I think that goes a long way to showing the humility of him. He came from a premiership winning side. Yep. Representative level prop. Mm-hmm. And he's happy to play that supporting role. Yep. Tolman hasn't done that at the Dogs. But I don't think he's. I don't think he's come out and said. Yeah, you know, he hasn't done anything to say. Oh, yeah, he's a shit person. Or oh, I know, like that. But the, dif- the difference is, there's completely different narratives. And the narrative with Tolman is, is that Des, despite getting the team to the finals every year, including two grand finals, mm. he's the one that cunted the team when he hasn't been there for three years. And and Tolman is like some is is somehow like you know he's like yeah Dez's golden boy or something from that era like from yeah. three years ago yeah and so they're like and because the dogs can't they can't understand that they're a shit club with no culture shit players and all of the signings that they've done since Dez left have been fucking shit hmm. they still can't get over that because they haven't had success since Dez they can't get they can't I'm not talking about they can't the get past it. That's what no, I'm saying. But I'm saying that's that's the narr- that's the narratives and how the two and how they're spun. Like you're spinning the narrative of Tamau no, 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 that no. way, I'm, which I'm is true. About how Manly fans are reacting to Tamau to Tolman potentially coming to the club. I haven't seen man. No, I haven't. Seen, there's doggies fans reacting to Tolman. It's like ah ha ha sucked in Tolman. Manly fans are saying shit. And is let that me what t- dogs fans and, are saying? Yeah. yeah. No. Well, fuck. And them. then I'm talking about Manly fans haven't said anything about it yet, and they won't until it happens. Ah. Uh, Believe me, the sample size. The of last couple fans of days, talking about there being I'm, you. No, I'm talking about the. La- not I'm, accurate. I'm talking about the largest and most toxic fucking user forum mm. in the history of rugby league. The light, like mm. by far. Okay. You think Facebook boot groups are fucking bad? <laughs> Let me tell you, you ain't seen shit. Oh really? This, oh, it is fucking hilarious. I only go there after losses, just to watch cunts fucking implode, and oh. Uh, the, oh my god, the, the things that come out of their mouth, it's just fucking hilarious. And you just go in there and just go, okay. Just, just I'm just going, I'm just in there with my thing to fucking taking receipts. Okay. <laughs> People, it's, it's like, imagine that Penrith, I'm not going to name the fucking moron, but that Penrith fan yes. that gives you, imagine like a forum with hundreds and hundreds upon hundreds of those yeah no i understand yeah i understand what you're saying yeah but But even but even then but i'm saying even then tom is not really they're still they're still fixated on foreign at this point yeah true (laughs) and even and with the foreign that's like you know 50 50 sort of you know either way okay even that one yeah you know that while they're both not forwards yep it's still a distinct comparison because foreign should be going to that club Yes. Performing a very similar role to what Tamau would do going to the Tigers. Yes. Although, knowing the Tigers, they'd probably have him as a starting prop and lose <laughs> all fucking value out of getting him. Yeah. But, you know, it it should be, Manly fans should be reacting as, if we get him for the right money, exactly as you said. If yep. we get him for the right money, for how many games a season we're going to get out of him, 
it's a good get we get we're buying his experience mm-hmm. not him as the linchpin of a fucking attacking team yeah exactly and like the way he plays the game like kamikaze fucking like but yeah. the, let's just say running ball playing you know running to the line fucking skill you know well, the latest that's it, that's what that's what shoot that that's the, that's the sort of thing that shoots through is anyway so i mean he's the perfect guy to raise this this the little latest, child. latest thing i've heard is that des wants him at hooker yeah and that's possible too i mean because doing a lot of tackling is something that's definitely good for kieran for yeah, 50 I mean, a game. Yeah, but I mean, you look, you see when he gets when he gets injured though, it's never in it's never in defence. Yeah, true. It's always yeah. scoring a try or something yeah. like yeah, because he just fucking go, he, the the poor, he just goes too fucking hard. That's a, like, He's just a he, fucking missile. He yeah. just goes too hard. But um, I saw it in an article about um four, and and it's the first time I've ever seen any utterance of it. But they were saying that um yeah, like you know he could be used in hooker because obviously you know, he he can pass perfectly fine mm. and he's and he's you know good in defense yep but um they're talking more about Fainu and they were saying that there was talk of getting because of delays in the judicial process due to covid yeah. there was talk of getting some sort of fucking like oh, what would you call it like a a relaxation of the a relaxation of the stand down or you know whatever mm. due to that mm. and so i don't know with the whole re-signing of fanny for two years even though it's kind of like a no risk sort of situation and it saved them you know a lot of money like 300 grand or whatever still in my mind i was kind of like you'd fucking want to be confident that he's getting off to, you know, and like you know, to even do it, and I mean, yeah. I understand it's also to keep the you know, there's three other fainers in the in the squad that are that are all guns, and you know, so you want to keep them sweet as well. But at the same time, it's still like you'd want to be fucking sure. And I'm wondering, you know, what they've got going in the back in the background with legal teams. Yeah, you know, and and they, they they've got some sort of thought that they you know, there's a chance that they might be able to swing him back in earlier than yep. July. So I don't know, but um, interesting times ahead. And I definitely hope that um, AFB goes great over the Warriors and doesn't snap his Achilles or anything like that. Recaps. Fucking long one this week. Um... Thursday night, of course, the match of the the match of the round it could be the match of the year. Mm-hmm. The, do- the doggies twenty six to feed the rabbits sixteen at ANZ Stadium. The uh, doggies tries to Tim Lafay, Remus Smith, uh, Raymond Fatala, Mariner, and Chris Smith. Avrilo three conversions. Um, Brandon Wakeman one conversion and a penalty goal to Avrilo to feed the rabbits sixteen. Tries to Jackson Paulo, Campbell Graham, Alex Johnson two of three conversions to Adam Reynolds. Fast start by the dogs. That's essentially what this game came down to, mixed with a sin bin. But the dogs came out fucking crazy fast. <laughs> it's like what the rabbits did to the tigers the yeah, week before. That's it. And that wasn't helped by the fact that in reply to that, the bunnies were just errors upon error upon error upon error to start with and just yep. never really got into the rhythm yep. of the game. And by the time they were in there, the doggies were 20 points in front. Exactly. And they didn't have, like there was that small capitulation, like where the rabbits hit back with a couple very quickly. And I thought, oh, fuck, here we are. Okay, here we go again. 
Yeah, I mean, they they once once they started scoring tries, and I mean, like scoring in in air quotes with that yeah. first try that wasn't a try, but then they started throwing them on pretty quickly. Yeah, and then I know I was fucking furious yes. at that point. I was like, "Here we go, it's going to happen again." These motherfuckers, no lead is too big, mm. no start is too is too head. Yes, and they're gonna because let me tell you, there's nothing. I mean, them losing was so expected in this game. Yes. But to have a twenty nil lead and blow it, we absolutely fu- that would have been the final thing. Yeah, to kill the fuck you the, dogs. The, the final thing that popped the fucking aneurysm that would take my life. <laughs> <laughs> the difference seemed to be the dogs' first contact has been fucking woeful for most of this season. Mm-hmm. Late in sets and late in games, they didn't fix their first contact so much, but they scrambled better around it. So it's like almost like a whole team of fucking James Maloney's that would just do enough to slow down the progress of the ball before two other guys could get in and effectively finish the tackle. Well, the thing that's typified them lately in like literally the last, except for the Manly game, which for some reason they went fucking in. I mean, they could have won that and put it all beyond all doubt. But the four games or whatever it was before that is that they were awesome in the first half, massive in the first half, mm. came out with a lead. And then there was this period of capitulation and just general, like just lethargic play in the first quarter, first half of the second half. Mm. And in all of those previous games, they never overcame it, and mm. it just be, and, and they just got rolled. This one, given you know it was their kind of their last chance, they dug in. South looked fucking like the, well all over them and looked like you know they had several to- opportunities to score and you know just fell short. Mm-hmm. But they actually, they somehow somehow managed to to ride it out. Yeah, and then they got their second win. They ultimately, did. ultimately scoring the try to, yeah, the the uh, you know put them in front for good, and uh, and you know extended their lead to the point where the rabbits couldn't get them. So uh, look, well done, dogs. The dog the job's not finished. We're relying on results. One more mathematical. One more. Yeah. The Broncos have a mathematical chance of not getting a spoon. Mm. And it's really the only interesting narrative of the entire last round. With the eight being decided, with the top two being decided. What else is left to be decided? Four and five? Yeah, yeah. Four and five be decided? Three, four, five. And there's some some shuffling to be done down down the bottom as well. Tell you what, a week for a rule change when you can still have three... Three to five. Yeah, but they're only doing the rule change for a couple of games. They're only doing it for games that aren't... Yeah, they're only ah, doing it for... Okay. Like the, the Broncos game, that was one of them. So... Fuck. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the most the, the most critical game Jesus. with the most riding on it. And so I'm just hoping that, like, you know, fucking Talmalolo or something is the prince of one of these new rules yeah. and just... Yeah, you know, that's it. But, yeah. Anyway, off like those just, teams for now, but... Fucking hell. Doggies, you did a job. I was very happy for you that you did the job. Did the job. And I even said to a Rabbits supporter on, on Twitter, I said, I will not call for Souths to be kicked out of the competition for 14 days due, due to this excellent fucking solid you did excellent. for the world of rugby league. Nice. Tweets. Johnny in the Facebook group said, it took the pride of the league to show you cunts how it's done. It's true. Hashtag Ma- fuck the Broncos. Massive respect. Bethany said, mad respect to Souths for doing their duty where the Tigers, Warriors, Raiders, Titans, and Manly all shirked their responsibilities. Hashtag fuck the Broncos. Andrew said, I can't believe that after 40 plus years of hatred, I'm actually cheering for the dogs. Oh, wait a minute. 
Hashtag fuck the Broncos. <laughs> That's the real team. Uh, One-Eyed Tiger said, fuck the Broncos, LOL at South's 2020 redemption. Uh, Barry Bear, who, um, with his handle on Twitter, at NSBearChina, also means... Interesting. <laughs> also means that the Broncos now have the fucking worst fan in China as well. <laughs> Congratulations on losing everything your fucking club has touched. You reverse Midas cunts. Uh, but Barry Bear said the most annoying side in the NRL get done by the Bulldogs putting the Broncos last. What a glorious day. Hashtag fuck the Broncos. And uh, our good friend Fat Harry Lazy said, and with that, Uncle Wayne just wiped his wrinkly old cock across Paul White's forehead. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. Okay, the uh, Panthers, 32, defeat the Cowboys, 12, at, uh, at the abattoir up there. Um, the Panthers, 32, came from tries to To'o, Crichton, Mansour, Luai, Kikau, and Naden. Uh, Cleary, four of six conversions. Uh, the Cowboys, 12, tries to uh, Tabwai Fidel, and Kyle Felt and Valentine Holmes, two of two conversions. Mm. It was a much better start from Penrith. Uh, for the last couple of weeks, their their beginnings had let them down. Either they were starting to leak points early, or they'd put you know a try on and then really have nothing. Uh, but it was a much more focused start from them, and they got back to what they were doing when they were really rolling. They're not quite at that level again, though but they just played a territory game and they played it exceptionally well. They? And the Cowboys had fucking nothing to offer in return. Yeah, that's Which it. makes me feel really fucking nervous yeah, for this true. week coming up. Uh, look, the, the Cowboys came back in the second half and were a much more focused team and they gritted themselves into points. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, it was sort of, you know, it was gone by, you know, I mean, yeah, it, 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 was, it was well and truly gone by that point. And, oh, no, yeah. early, early in the second half... You know, if they'd have put on two or three very quick ones. Yeah, but I mean, that's that's the point. I mean, they never looked like they were going to put on two or three very um, quick ones. Well, and, and a lot of shit wasn't, you know, they're doing so much. It was more like, you know, Edwards had his, uh, you know, at least one dropped yep. bomber game. There was that patch where we couldn't catch a kick. Yep. Uh, I thought McLean was really good for the Cowboys. You know, he's sort of been a little bit underwhelming ever since he went up there. He, he came from the storm as an absolute fucking gun forward. Broke his did he broke his leg in a trial or was it in the nines? In a trial, uh, I think it was a trial. Yeah, um, and really hasn't seen any of his former heights. But I thought he was very very good in this game. Uh, just couldn't deal with Penrith's precision. Clinical performance, theory of Cleary. Tristan, in the Facebook group, said, "Can this Cowboys team beat Brisbane?" Sickening to think that the one thing that can redeem 2020 rests on their shoulders. Is it too late for short-term player loans? If Penrith loaned their top 17 to the Cows for one week and vice versa, <laughs> it would be win-win for both their round 20 games. <laughs> uh, Chris said, from avoiding the wooden spoon 12 months earlier to minor premiers, I think I speak for most Penny fans when I say how proud I am of the lads. Able to unite behind the hashtag of the year, and the halfback of your dreams. Hashtag Eerie of Cleary. Uh, ben noted also that the surface at Townsville looks like the face of a pimply teenager. It was kind of fucked, wasn't it? It's been fucked since day one, though. Mm. It's, uh, and 
no reason for it. No. Like no other sports happening. Yeah. Occasionally there's a Cowboys game. Yeah. That's it. Exactly. Sort and, your shit. You know, fucking sunshine all the time. Well, this I, I understand that like newly laid surfaces can be, you know, problematic. And, but the thing is, you had the fucking, it was, the, the ground was ready to go for the season opener against the Broncos. Yeah. Then there was a massively long break. Like how does grass need a longer off season than players? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck me. Uh, and Hayden finally said it was just a training session for the Panthers. Let's hope the Cowboys use this game as a learning curve and warm up for next week's must-win game against the Broncos. Hashtag fuck the Broncos. Nice. Thank you, Hayden. That's it. The Eels 26 defeat the Broncos 12 at uh, Wankbest. The Eels uh, tries to Ferguson, Sivo, a double to Gutherson and uh, Dry Field. Moses, three of five conversions. Defeating the Broncos 12 uh, tries to David Fafita. Herbie Farmworth, and uh, two conversions to Katoni Staggs. The but, second most anticipated game of the round. Yes. Uh, and look, we got the result we wanted. Yeah. Taking all of that out of the equation. and Paramount are still cooked. Yeah. Uh, having come from a, a staggering offense to last it a while, mm-hmm. they, they didn't seem to want to play together. And I'll make the same comment here that I made about them after the Penrith game. If you look comparatively at the good teams, if you look at Kiri, if you look yep. at Cleary, those guys, the team is with them, with yep. everything that they do. They make moves and the team are with them. Moses looks like he's on his own and there's a much longer period of time between him trying to do something and the rest of the team catching on to what he's trying to do. It's because the team is with Dylan Brown. Maybe. Oh, no. Like, statistically speaking... You look at their attack and the average mm. points scored per game mm. with and without. Mm. And Moses is not the most important guy in that team. Yeah. Unless he's in combination with, you know. Yeah. Although, think again, think back to before he got injured. Yep. He was fucking dominant running up short sides. Like, he was absolutely picking teams apart. And there was a cohesion in the attack on that right-hand side mm. that's gone now. Like, yeah. I, I've got no fucking idea what it is. I can't pinpoint any moment. Maybe para fans can pinpoint a game where they saw something fucked up or maybe it was his injury that, that I, I, don't even think I don't it, know I don't think it's, I, I think it's it's the same situation like you take one you take one of the you've got two dominant halves on the side mm. you take one of them out and then yeah, maybe. you don't have to worry about two sides you know you don't have to worry about you know the other side maybe. like Jai Field's a good player yep but he's not he's not a great player and I mean he's, mm. I don't think he's throwing fear into anyone's hearts yeah so uh, no not at all but yeah go on Gone, I think, is the uh, the fear factor with the Eels. You know, teams coming up against Melbourne, the Roosters, and Penrith. I think weeks ago too. Like it wasn't even not even close. Like yeah. I'm talking two fucking months yep, ago, man. Like, but again, if they'd have put fifty on the Broncos, yeah, then that's oh okay, they're clicking, they're back to what what a romp. Yeah, but it's also it's the Broncos too. I know, at the same time, I know. You know. But the Roosters put fifty on them. Yeah, and the Roosters put fifty on them recently when they've been trying. So that to me is an actual real ominous yeah. performance with Roosters with had about fucking seven people out. Yeah. And they've and they, yeah. and they put like 50, 58 on them or whatever. When the Broncos are in the period of time where they're getting these 26 to 12 losses because they're actually putting in and trying. Yes. You know? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Ross in the Facebook group said, have there ever been a greater bunch of whingers than the Eels? Every second tackle, the guy plays it and yells at the ref for some perceived injustice. 
Fergo and Blake every time they attack. Yeah, him. Guffo too. He's terrible for it. it it's yeah. fucked. Getting, and Moses getting, as well. Mo- yeah. like, Moses is great. Yeah, arms up every fucking tackle. Uh, so no, there has never been a greater bunch of whinging cunts. Uh, Mitch said, "Fuck the round twenty Queensland cripple fight of Cowboys versus Donkeys has just become the most important game of 2020." I'll yeah. take shit I never thought I'd say for 200. Thanks, Alex. <laughs> uh, Ryan said, that was the AIDS-est AIDS fest I've seen in a while. And as a Bunnies fan, I've seen some serious AIDS. And Hammers said, I've had asthma attacks more threatening than Parramatta's attack. <laughs> I should just let all the listeners know that Hammers refers to any situation where anyone that's within a metre of him not being able to breathe, technically to him, that's an asthma attack. Yeah. So let what, your imaginations what, yeah. run wild. Well, yeah. Or you can just spell it out and say... He likes choking. Dude likes choking. <laughs> he likes to choke a bitch. <laughs> We've all got our things that fucking get us there faster. <laughs> you done with the tweets? Yes. The Gold Coast Titans 42 defeat the Mighty Manly Seagulls 24. Uh, Titans double to AJ Brimson. Oh, he's Alexander. How long has he been Alexander? I even saw it on the team list. The first time I noticed it was on the team list this week. I was like, oh, okay. He's uh, he's doing the old, the the since he's not the Joey Leilua thing or the he's not auditioning for a part in the Australian version of Full House. I don't like know. that. That seems like a fucking child actor in the nineties name. I don't know. Corey Thompson, uh, young Tom Pay with a double. Sam Stone, Kevin Proctor, and Tremaine Spry. Uh, Taylor, five of eight conversions. Manly, a double to Jet Ski. Uh, Taylor Cherry Evans and Taniela Paseca with tries. Cherry Evans, four of four conversions. Actually, a fucking kind of an afternoon this was. I was playing fucking four guys on the PlayStation. Mm. What a frustrating fucking game that is. I nearly put my fucking controller through the fucking screen. Really? And... I was so fucking angry and then I had to sit back and I go, is it the game that's making me angry? And the answer was, no, it wasn't this game. It was that fucking game on the PlayStation. <laughs> it fucking, oh my God. If you, oh, I know I know people listen to the show right now, they fucking love that game and I'm sure that I'll, I'll, I will too if I give it more time but man, it's not the learning curve, it's the aggravation curve when you're new to it and don't know what to do. Yeah, okay. It's so fucking high. It's, oh my, it pushes all my buttons in the worst wrong way. Let's get back to the game. The Titans, you know, they played they played fairly well, but I mean, also they, they capitalized on three or four single play, you know, dumb country or, yeah. or, or more to point, just, I think just laziness. Yep. And that was more than the entire margin of the entire, of, of the actual match. And I mean, look, I can understand that you know it's the end of the season and you know not making the finals and things like that. But yeah. it's very I don't I don't like it when teams you know put the cue in the rack and um, like you know that's that's the sort of you know like we have we, we've spoken about in the show before like you know I don't like seeing players fucking smiling and you know that sort of shit you know off the field after a loss and uh, like you know I like them to actually take that shit personally yeah, and you know be yeah. filthy at losing. And it's it's the same sort of thing. Like I don't like p- players sort of clocking off towards the end of the season. I mean, it has been good in the sense that it it's kind of I don't know it, it, the, like the the pecking order in the club and like the players who are truly valuable have sort of put their have put their hands up 
um, with uh, like you know Cherry Evans having like it's he's having almost a career fucking year. Mm. Statistically, one of the best halfbacks in the competition, if not the best. But with fucking farmers all around him, it's been absolutely fucking wasted. Um, Paseca stood up, as I said earlier, when we were talking about re-signing him. Jetski has stood up a lot since he hasn't had to play centre from for half a game. I mean, so I think it, I, I hadn't, I'd never thought that he'd be the guy that would cement his role, but I think he's cemented his place for next year. You know, at the expense of you know the departing Joel Thompson or one of the Plod Squad, uh, Corey Waddell or Morgan Boyle, one of those. He's definitely got his spot there. Um, the Titans still, you know, on the up, and they're a team the complete opposite. They haven't put the cue in the rack. Because Manly is you know suffering their worst injury toll in history and their worst season in history, but we're on the same amount of points as the Titans before this game. The Titans are having their best season in history, mm. and it's like you know it's obviously perspective of fan bases and the and the dedication to excellence and the expectations you set for your teams. Yep. But the Titans fans, they're having the best season in their entire history. Yes. And um, you know, I'm, they're, they're very welcome to it. I hope they enjoy it. Uh, it's looking like I mean, like you know, AJ Brimson's turning out to be uh, you know a decent player. Mm-hmm. Um, young Tom Mapaya has realised his value, and, <laughs> and and apparently won't be re-signing with them unless they fucking show him the money. Yeah. And remember when he when he came and it was like on a on a train and trial yeah. sort of deal. And I said I said back then, no, no, he should be on a fucking give him whatever he wants yeah. deal. And he's since come through and proven, you know, more than proven his value. Was that, was that under Holbrook? Yeah, it was this year. Yeah, okay. That that might be the time that his hard arsery has bitten him a little bit where it was, you know, if you'd have shown a bit of faith, maybe he would have just re-signed with you. Whereas because you're a cunt. Yeah, yeah I mean, I mean it's not, no, I'm not saying he's, he was a cunt though either. I mean, it was probably like he come oh, back from, he's come back from his mission and he's... No, no, no. no. That Holbrook was... Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. I, mean, I don't think Holbrook's... I mean, Holbrook's... Is, look, you've been knocking doors for two years. It's hardly the fucking strength yeah. and conditioning and cardio for rugby league. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, so, yeah. so, you know, let's see what you've got. I mean, yeah. I understand you, you, your fitness is probably high because you've been riding a bicycle for fucking two years, but... <laughs> well, if, you know, taking everything I've seen of Mormons... Yeah. They're either fucking doing karate on evil porno producers... <laughs> or fighting fucking gangs of African rebels. So, yeah, cunts fit. <laughs> Did I tell you, William Hopewadi knocked on my door when he was doing his thing? Did he? Yeah, the only time I ever answered it. <laughs> to a Mormon. Uh, <laughs> only time. Say, Hasadiga. <laughs> no, because this is before I'd seen Book of Mormon. It was oh. probably, I wouldn't have been before it was out, because it's been out for a little while, hasn't it? But it was certainly well before it ever made its way to my consciousness. Because nice. I, did, I, didn't, I, I didn't listen to any or nothing until like, I would just, Last year or whenever my, I saw it. My thing is yep. now when Mormons come, yep. I bring them inside and I sit them down and I show them the episode of South Park. <laughs> and I just say, tell you what, if you sit down and watch this, yep. then you can give me any spill you want after it, but you've got to watch it. <laughs> and they just, they leave. Without a word. Without a word. Yeah. And I, don't, I don't think I'm fucking changing anyone's mind. No, they're just, they're, all, all you're doing is, is telling them, that no matter what we, this is a, this is not a, this is not a, a valued use of our time. Yeah. This is, this is never, 
<laughs> we'll never change this guy's mind. Yeah. There's nothing we can say. A couple of them declined. Like, I think they thought it was a bit weird that I wanted them to come and watch a TV or they, show. Or they knew. Like, yeah, that's it. I remember when I, when I was living in Japan, we used to, you know, we, we would stick it, you know, being white, we would stick out like fucking dog's balls walking down the street in a big city and then there'd be Mormons across the road and they'd stick out like dog balls because they're in the black trousers yeah, and the white, yeah, yeah. you know, wheeling bicycles. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Here we go. They come and they come up and they're trying to like relate to you, like on what they think are like your terms. Like, yeah. like you, you say, you know, like ask you, you know, how you're doing and you, you know, what are you doing? And you know, in Japan, you tell them and they go, oh, that's 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 a that's radical, man. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> that's some money. Yeah. Oh, that's some money. I'm like, okay, I'm Australian and, uh, you know, I'm young and you, that's the terminology apparently that is going to allow you to relate me to relate to you more and receive the fucking word of you know joseph smith i don't know yeah. <laughs> massive tangent there <laughs> but, in conclusion <laughs> fuck manly fuck the titans even harder what an abortion of a game yeah and have higher standards for yourselves titans this is not the, this this is not the end for you this is not the goal you're not the finish line if you're not first you're last yeah. and at the moment i'm feeling like last mm. Titans, you shouldn't be feeling like first. You should be feeling like last as well. Indeed. And uh, and do better next year. Yes. Tweets. Darren said, Manly fans, everything will be okay when Turbo comes back. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. When do we start calling Turbo the Shane Watson of the NRL? Or does Dugan keep that title? I'm going to say I'm not the most... I'm not the the most learned person on Twitter on, on, on cricket. Sorry. I don't, I don't, so I don't know what Shane Watson's thing was. I don't know. If I remember was he was like the injuries. blonde, I remember he was like the blonde guy and, and, and he was, he was a decent player. Yeah. He had, he had, if I remember, wasn't he one of the fucking cancers that didn't want to do his fucking homework or like when the coach asked them I've after no they'd idea. gotten ass raped, yeah. like everyone right down. I couldn't tell you. I don't things. follow cricket to that level. So I might be wrong. Yeah, but you know, asked. I don't understand the reference. Basically, say, yeah. Write three things you're going to work on your own game. And about. if he's talking about like Josh Dugan, I mean, he's like was, was, was Shane Watson like you know injured all the time or something? I don't feel no, like he was. Saying, but... It depends. If okay. what if Watson was actually just biscuited and injured all the time and fucking yeah. useless and taking up a spot and money that someone else could have gotten, yeah, then that's effort face. If he was just you know, a ball would go too close to him and he'd clutch at his finger and be like, oh, I need three weeks off and a green whistle. That's Dukes. Yeah, I don't, so I don't know. Either. I don't understand the reference. So, elaborate. But, uh, Simon. Don't, you know, firstly, don't fucking talk cricket in this in this dojo. Fuck cricket. <laughs> cricket, suck my fucking dick. <laughs> uh, Simon said, thank fuck for the Broncos. Just watch this manly pus and still got a smile on my face. Hashtag yep. fuck the Broncos. I'm with you. Hammers said Titans thrun the fuck through that woeful manly side. Fucking woeful. That fucking comment was woeful. It was. Like, they need to fix that thrun. You know what? I'm not going to take them seriously as a club until they get rid of that fucking... I mean, that, that thrun through shit oh, is Oh, no. Just... I'm just saying, like, you know... Oh, he could, yeah. When, when a team beats one of the host's teams... Yeah. That's fucking... your chance to fucking go, go Come mega correct, run. son. Yeah. Especially when, especially when he he went off his fucking tits on on social media. Was it last week with the Broncos? When they beat the Broncos? Broncos? Yeah, yeah. So, so we know he's got it in in him, but exactly. he's just too much know. of a little bitch. Mm. Oh, you know what it is? What's that? 
he's put all his effort into cropping a Leonardo DiCaprio head to make an amusing profile picture and doesn't have any inspiration left for actual proper comments. It's an excellently photoshopped picture too. It looks real. I truly do think that Leonardo DiCaprio in Django Unchained <laughs> coaches the Titans this year at a pre- and, and is sitting there at a post-match presser. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Such is your technical things. proficiency in the digital manipulation of photos. Stick to polymers, cunt. <laughs> uh, Graham said, Tom is just a less talented, more broken Moylan. That's yes. fucking ridiculous. Less broken, more talented. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Dev said it's taken Des less than two seasons to turn the Sea Eagles into the NRL Bulldogs. And he quoted both clubs. Well done, Dev. Tweet of the year. Contribution of the year. MVC tied up. Uh, you're out, cunt. 44. Firstly, you're out, cunt. And secondly, we are not fucking playing off the spoon with the Broncos. <laughs> so he's got a bit of work to be done yet. Uh, underscore JDHD44 said that Tom Trajobicocky is made of Tim Tams from the neck down dead set yes he is fuck that cunt if he played for my club he would be marked never to play again I'll tell you what I mean it's just footy and he's not going to be out for very long but I fucking got massive issues with fucking Frederick Fittler Esquire going like literally the fucking next day Mm. going Congratulations, you're the first one in the origin side for 2020. Good on him. Fuck that fucking barge, barge ass little cunt. How about you say, look, mate, you need to fuck. You know, look, there's there's two ways to look at it. One way is fuck that shit because I mean, origin. You know, I, I would like him to have a full off season. Like, I'm not too worried about the shoulder thing because thank fuck it wasn't his hamstring. The time I was really nervous was when he was chasing that fucking break down the left hand side. I can't remember who it was that was making the break, but they were fucking like gone. Mm. And he and he hauled him back in. And I was like, that is the sort of stretch out fucking helpful leather. No, it's changing chase. direction that gets him, isn't it? Well, that's that has in the past. But I mean, when you're coming out from a hamstring, I mean, any fucking thing where you're stre- full pelt stretching out, yeah. you know, that's, that's when you're going like, ah, oh, fuck. But so on one hand, I'm like, fuck that. I want a full off season with no fucking interruptions to come back yeah. fresh. But on the second hand, I'm like, well, Actually, though, with Origin, what the games are played like one week apart, aren't they? Yeah. And there's going to be like a certain lead up of training, presumably, you know, following yep. the grand final. They're going to have probably two to three weeks with the. Yep. So I'm like, well, really, that Origin side, if you take it all, you know, it's, let's, let's, let's call it six weeks for argument's sake. Yep. He'll get six weeks with fucking top level physio care. Yeah. And might fix everything. Yeah, exactly. And that, and that six weeks will be the six weeks of fucking physio <laughs> Of strength and conditioning that actually saves his career. Jesus. <laughs> Did you get through all those tweets? Yes. The Roosters 34 to feed the Sharks 18 at the SCG. The Roosters 34, a double to Mitch Orbison in uh, game 300. Uh, Luke Keery with a double. Daniel Tupo and Joseph Manu also with tries. Flanagan, four of six conversions and a penalty. The Sharks 18 tries to Talakai, the Moot. And uh, Hamlin Ueli. Uh Two conversions to Sean Johnson and one to Sione Katoa. Mm. Orbison made his debut in 2007. It's a long time ago. So because this was just 
an absolute fucking one-sided affair. Uh, I thought it would be, you know, a little bit fun to go through some things that happened in 2007 in the league. Um, So the top point scorer that year was one H.L. Masri, or El Magique. Makes sense. As he was known. Could score some points. Could. Um, Clinical goal kicker. And not a wife beater. Yeah. Mm. Although that part was disputed or touch and go for a while there. Correct. And there's another one. Uh, Thurston won the Dally M. Well, well before he actually turned the Cowboys into a proper, like a fucking generation yeah, before. That's yeah. it. Uh, well, top top try scorer was Matty Bowen. Oh, there you go. That that was in that period where it was. Well, Where'd the Cowboys come that year? I can't even. I th- this is the team, you know. For, yeah, but they never never actually got there. Um, this is yeah. the team that probably should have won in two thousand five, but. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So they're probably coming to the end of that window. And you know, you know what else happened? What Tigers finished ninth. That is surprising to absolutely no one. <laughs> <Not at> all. <laughs> <laughs> um, again, pretty much a training run for the Roosters. Uh, it was nice. Orbs got his got the the first try and and then got his double. I've seen a a lot of back and forth on him. He's another one of those guys that I just find it hard to have strong feelings on either way. Like, I can't hate on the guy. I can't imagine why you would. He's just the epitome of vanilla in yep. that, you know, he's was a solid forward who will get in there and tackle his fucking guts out and yep. ruck it up when he needs to. Premiership winning halfback. <laughs> <laughs> fucking. Indeed. This is, this is the thing. I mean, like... People are like, oh, you know, the, the amount of, like, people who aren't Easts fans saying, oh, he's, you know, he's the shittest fucking player to play three hundred games. Look. No, he's not. He's in the, in the fucking Roosters team. Yeah. That over the last seven years has won three premierships. Yeah. For a player to survive in the 17. Yeah. Of a club. Yeah. Like that. Packed to the fu- a club where you got people like Angus Crichton and stuff that these you know, can't start a game, yeah, because yeah. of such as the the, the caliber of the player in the club, hmm. you know, yeah, you know, how they acquire those players is you know is you know you could so, whatever, but at the end of the day, I mean, the guy is fucking proven to have longevity, yeah, in a in a sport, you know, longevity as much if not more than most players. Do you know what he's proven to be? He's proven. To be fucking reliable, reliable, and I would, de- I, and without knowing him, I also would say, without ego, yeah, he- to the point where he can sl- slot into the center because some guy's injured, or he's playing in the you know, in the back row because some guy's injured, or he's a fucking he's, on the he's bench. the cunt who, when the new fucking rookie gets to the club, mm-hmm. you know, and he just he hears that the rookie's fucking got to move house to get into his new fucking yep. Bondi apartment to do this, yep. Who fucking shows up at six o'clock, rolls his fucking sleeves up and, and moves a couch. Yeah. You know? Um, one of those ultimate clubmen. That's it. Who no doubt will have a long uh, long a long future doing something yeah. with Uncle Nick. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The Roosters just did exceptionally well here in rolling down the middle, spreading it wide, and then when they saw opportunities, they took them. You know? How nice is it? that you can rest arguably the best player in the game 
and not really have it impact your your momentum or, or your play style. Too and not much only that, have you have your your centre who's who's deputising for him? Yeah, score a try as well. Yeah. and one of the most inexplicable fucking tries. Yeah, through about five yeah. guys who had him held up. I mean, yeah, fuck's sake. Um, the Sharks though, I said last week that oh, there was the week before that they wouldn't win another game this season. They continue along, mate, proving me right. Mm. But not only that. They heard what I said and thought, "Fucking, how can we make this even locked in harder?" Yes. Let's uh, let's fuck the Achilles on Sean Johnson. Achilles, fuck that poor cunt. Terrible, terrible fucking injury. Long recovery times, and unsure prognosis for the future for those things. Yeah. The amount of time someone does an Achilles, and then and then they do it again, or or it yeah. just robs them of X percent of their their talent mm. or their athletic ability. Mm. Was that Hodges that did an Achilles? I tell you, if I don't know for sure, I can't recall, but I will say that he would probably deserve to. <laughs> um, it's an absolute kind of an injury, and, like, and, and and Sean Johnson most certainly is not the type of type of character that I would say deserved it. Um, and and it was horrifically just one of those sniper yeah. ones, and where you just see him drop before contact. And he's, oh, okay, that's not good. And how good a bloke is he when he's getting carted off? Do you see when he's getting carted off? Given the way. And he was like fucking crying. Like yeah. he was crying and you could see he was just like, fuck, you know, my career's over or like the year's yeah. over. He, like he's just, his head's just gone all straight to darkness and he's crying. And um, and then he sort of looked over at his teammates and he's just kind of gone like, just forced a smile and he's like yeah. thumbs up. And he starts doing the thumbs up to people and like, you know, yeah. no, it's all good and everything yeah, yeah, as yeah. he was getting carted off. Yeah, it- it's fucking cruel, and especially yep. for such a unique talent. Yep. Um, you know, it, and I, I don't say this with any disrespect to him, but it's almost like he's not a seven, and that there's really no position. You know, he he's something else. Yep. Just the the way he creates. Uh, yeah, fucking cruel. But uh, Dugs don't suck all these fucking whistles, you greedy cunt. That's what a real fucking injury looks like. You fucking half man wannabe. Cunt. Well, yeah, it's not a. Uh, it's it's uh, certainly not a. Yeah, and you're right. Hodges, yeah, in 2013, yeah, had a his second ruptured Achilles. Yeah, twice. that's it. And I, th- I think yeah. it was him. I remember speaking about it in an interview. Who said it was the the worst thing about it, because it hurt that badly, was every time he ran. Like the fear would come up in him. Yeah. Yep. You know, and and I've spoken to guys that have done, you know, ACLs yep. in in real life or riding motorbikes or whatever it is, and they say that that they're walking up and down stairs, yep. and there's a fear, yeah. Like you, oh, when I did when but, I did my I did MCL, same yeah. same thing. It took it felt like fucking a year, yeah. And even like doing things like like anything like squatting, like you know, like couldn't do squats. Period. Yeah, but even yeah, just doing yeah, like yeah. body weight stuff, yep. And like. You, it's just it's so terrifying to go below a certain point, yeah. Because you you're not sure if you're gonna yeah. be able to come back That's up it. again. So, it's fucked, yeah. And then MCL, I think it, I feel like is like the least of the fucking yeah. Funnily enough, these days one of the options I've got for ACLs, and I don't know if they do it in sports people or not, mm. but they take a cadaver's Achilles, and, Achilles, because yeah, they're strong and yeah. replace it with that. So to yeah. to do an Achilles, yeah, fuck, it's me. fucked up, yeah. Poor guy. Tweets. No, that's the storm. Hang on. 
Um, fuck all tweets for this one because Roosters fans are fucked and so are Sharks fans. Uh, Nigel said, life's absolutes. Death, taxes, Duke suffering general soreness and a Roosters three-peat. Yeah, fucking you'll see. You're going so well. Yeah. Hashtag battlers of the comp. Again. Uh, Riggs said, just like when it's last call at the pub, Duke's realising the Sharks will only be playing two more games and green whistle opportunities are limited this season. (laughs) (laughs) And everything else was shit, so I'm not reading it. (laughs) The Raiders 26 defeat the Warriors 14. GIO Raiders uh, tries to Croker. Double to Valemi. Hudson Young and Nick Kotrick also with tries. Uh, Croker 2 of 5 conversions and a penalty goal. The Warriors 14 came from a double to Peter Hiku. And uh, Harris DeVita with one conversion and two penalty goals. I'm filthy at this game. And only because as part of a multi, I had the Raiders in a race to 10 points. Oh, and yeah. And the Warriors that. just pipped them. Didn't they? It was yeah. like 10-6, yeah. Dumb cunts. That's, that's, I, that's, that's the dangers of exotics. It is. Um, yeah, there's antibiotics for most exotics. But... Yeah, yeah. This Raiders side it. You know, they're, they're not at the moment putting in 80 minutes. And that's all good and well when you, you know, you're that team and you can get into a shitty situation and grit your way out of it through hard work and determination and get back into the game and find your way back out to a lead. But coming into a final series where they're going to be facing much higher quality opposition, mm-hmm. you can't you can't have 20 minute lapse periods. You know? Um, that they really need this weekend to put in a massive fucking full 80 mm-hmm. to get the momentum to go in. Yeah. And again, said it every round, this Warriors team with fucking nothing to play for, no family, the harshest conditions of you know, maybe any competitive sports team. Has, with the possible caveat that you don't like your family and it's actually been fucking amazing. And you're playing so good. Well, no, then it's disappointing <laughs> because you should have made the fucking finals to extend your stay. Yeah, yeah. yeah so congratulations. But you know, they you started off zero and two. They were, you know, they were behind yeah. the eight ball, even when it restarted. <laughs> <laughs> but again, to their credit, have have found ways to to show up. But you can see each week their resolve is waning, mm-hmm. uh, and. And when the Raiders got themselves into this one and got two tries ahead, realistically that was over at that yeah. stage, I think. And I mean, and, and the Raiders were, you know, you know, it was a good play. I mean, not fortunate, but yeah, you know, it was long range intercepts that, yeah, you know, got. I mean, they, you know, yielded them one try and got them all the way down for yeah. for another. So, but uh, but yeah, I thought the Raiders played. They played okay. I mean, Ricky had his uh, had his spit had his spit in the in the press conference. I don't generally watch the press conferences because um, I'm usually on on Twitter talking shit after a game, but I had to go back and watch this one because I've seen everybody talking about Ricky and what's Ricky done this time. I'm like, oh fucking, here we go. Let me have a look. Mm. And you could just see before the first question was asked, you could just see in his eyes he was primed. Something was coming. Like, he, was, he was already primed. It didn't matter what yeah. was going to be up, but the journalists. They saw he was being primed as well. They're like, all right, how do I kick this fucking... <laughs> how do I poke this bear and yeah, get what we need? And, and they did a masterful job. But, uh, yeah, and look, I would agree. I mean, you know, like White and... Yeah, it probably wasn't a, a bin, but... 
and he was he wasn't offside, but um, mm. you know that's that's footy. You didn't if you had lost the game, I'd maybe understand the reaction a little bit. But he he just went on. He, the thing is with Ricky, if you wind him up, he'll yeah. just keep going and yeah. going and going, and they don't need to do anything yeah. to get their sound bites because he'll fucking segue into shit, and then he goes, oh, you know, and Graham Annesley, you know, he's a lovely guy, <laughs> but but he and I, are, you know. Are, couldn't be further apart in terms of rugby league, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, like you, he just goes and goes. Like, you know what? If you want to hold a grudge, work yep. it fucking properly. Yeah. Don't do this thing where your grudge comes out in uncontrollable bursts. Yep. Yep. So yeah, fuck that guy. And look, he's, you know, maybe he's just trying to, you know, finesse things to their favor in, you know, in finals coming up there, you know, but I don't feel like referees respond to that, Kind of. What's Annesley doing? Is he sitting down going, "Oh, oh, Ricky Stewart was my hero. I, I think I'm exactly like him in terms of how we view rugby league." Yeah, I mean, I certainly think it does. It does work when some of the the elder statesmen or more high profile coaches of the game have a massive fucking tirade about a certain issue right before you know, and it puts it. Kind it's of because they talk about it. the issue, not not a yeah, person. Yeah, but but Ricky, he comes off such like, such a fucking whining bitch. Yes. That I feel like is it's super easy to dismiss. Correct. Fuck him. Uh, Timmy in the Facebook group said this Raiders team won't beat teams like Panther, Storm, Roosters, and most of all the Eels. I don't think you watched the Eels game. Second cooked this cunts in the entire race. Yes. Ben said Raiders pick up another W. Let's see how they switch on during the finals. Great to see them back to back finals appearances. Hashtag Yuri of Papali. Hashtag Sticky for Ricky. They're both fucking terrible. Um, Sticky for Ricky's actually... It's actually not bad if there were call for it. Yeah. Like, it's... I mean, you know, it rhymes. It's got the, you know... That's it. You know, it's got some sexual connotations. It, it It ticks all the boxes except for the fact that he's undeserving of having a thing about him. Any praise at all. Yeah. Basically, you've just come up with the Canberra's version of the Viking clap of hashtags. Like, we know what you're trying to do, mm. but you look like, you know, a bunch of fucking people with cerebral palsy trying to do the nut bush. <laughs> uh, Tristan said, Whitehead's on-field reaction summed up that game. Both teams, commentary, ref, bunker, it was hard to watch. Really sickening to actually be involved. <laughs> <laughs> How's that? When was the last time you saw a good, like, proper fucking... Proper, yeah, proper yeah. Field, yeah. I'd like there's one in my, there's one in my mind, but I cannot fucking remember for the life of me who it was. It wasn't that long ago, last year, year before maybe. Yeah, fucking who was it? I mean, the the reason why it sticks in my mind is because like people with that still, people would be using that still on like Twitter as a reaction shot to things. <laughs> like, who the fuck was it? Someone who's listening will be able to. Tell I still me. remember. I want to say it was like a Broncos player, but I'm not sure. In year seven. Yeah gone through we had a guy played prop yeah. was a fucking big unit yeah big unit and there were some injuries and he had to play double minutes that he was used to <laughs> <laughs> and we've come in and i was playing hooker yeah oh, he's acting a scrum we've packed in a scrum <laughs> and he was on my right yeah and i could see it coming because oh. he's just, he's like, he didn't know what to he's do. He's white. Well, he's looked. Like, he's just turned his head. And I'm just motioning with my head, like, forward, cunt, forward, forward. 
happened. And he's finally got the message. And just sort of like turned his head straight on and projectiled at the kid in front of him. Oh, that's fucking gross. Who was then... Well, I don't know if that's a sympathy yak or just that you're throwing up. As I turn into like because... the pie-eating thing in Gilbert Grape. <laughs> everyone starts throwing up in the scrum. No, it was only the two of them. Because <laughs> so... I would be like that too. Like the smell of spew makes me want to spew. Yeah, but imagine that. You're packing a scrum down yeah. and you know, your head down. And some guy's just ralphing all over you. And then he's there, but it like projectiles. Yeah. And it was 80% like he could have picked the flavor of Powerade that he had. Oh. I feel sick. I feel sick just fucking But it would have gone it. in his mouth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was better than this game. <laughs> the Knights 42 defeat the Dragons 18 at McDonald Jones. Uh, the Knights 42 tries to Ponga, Shibasaki, Guerra, Saifidi, a uh, double to Tuala, and uh, Jacob Saifidi also with a try. Mason Lenor, seven of seven conversions. The Dragons 18 tries a double to Zach Lomax, uh, Corey Norman with a try and three conversions. From three attempts to Zach Lomax. Mm. There's not a lot to say about this game. Knights fucking pumped them. The Dragons have been... Once again, they're playing worse than... Mm. Ever since they got rid of Mary. Yeah. They have been going down and down and down. Yeah. Who'd have thought? It's almost like just firing your coach doesn't bring wholesale change immediately. Yeah, but I mean, remember remember the last game with their coach, they pulled off a fucking epic upset. Yeah. Mm. If I was a Dragons fan, I would have been absolutely fucking ropeable at the effort. And I watched this game with a Dragons fan. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, and, And he, even he was disgusted. He's at the fucking stage of the season where he doesn't give a fuck and was yep. just watching the footy to see if bets he made pay off. Yep. But it didn't even it, shock it, him. It dragged him in emotionally the... just because it was that shit. No, 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 that's what I'm saying. Like, it, like he's numb. Yeah, okay. Which was sad. Oh, I, I, I know the feeling. Yeah. Um, absolute lack of fucking effort. And I've been through some fucking dark times as a Penrith fan. Yep. I've been, th- you know, I've been through Luke Walsh and his like emotional ups and downs and what that meant for the fortunes of our team and um, fucking Jamie Soward and getting tackled high and, you know, years before that of mm. fucking cellar dwelling. But the only thing I can't cop is this fucking lack of effort. And if I was a yep. Dragons fan, I'd be so fucking pissed at that. Yep. For Newcastle, honestly, I think this is exactly what they needed after they fucked up royally in resting players against the Roosters. Yep. For them to come in and run right, even if it's a false sense of it doesn't it, that, yeah, of it, achievement. I mean, there's no there's no such thing. I think at this stage of the season, yeah, confidence is massive exactly. and morale is so, huge. Uh, that was exactly what they needed, uh, and it spread across the park. Like the fact that the forwards were getting over the line, they were being rewarded. The fucking hype merchant did that his fucking thing. Daniel Saifidi try was just like indicative of the dragons. Yeah, like that. Like, mm. Fucking hell! Like held up like two meters out and. Yeah, just really you know, releasing him yeah. to get the ball. Oh, fucking unbelievable. Uh, Lando said, "I just want the season to finish so I can let my anus and blood sugar levels go back to normal." <laughs> Rick said, "I haven't really seen much of the Dragons this year, for which I am thankful. Barnett is very important to the Knights. Yes, yeah, certainly is." Uh, Winston said, "Attention, everyone." 
Hashtag fuck the Broncos. That is all. <laughs> and Danny, Knights boy here, says, good win. A few wobbly bits, but a win nonetheless. Yeah, I, th- I think it was better than good. Yeah, it did well. Uh, and JDHD44 on Twitter said, Mars bars up the arse, don't do it for me anymore. Up the dick hole we go. Hashtag pray for JDHD. <laughs> uh, escalations. Previews for the final round and, of course, the most important game of the round of the year of the uh, existence of the fucking Brisbane Broncos Mm. happens on Thursday night. The Broncos versus the North Queensland Cowboys. The uh, Broncos with some some, uh, significant changes. Uh, Tyson Gamble's out through concussion, so Katoni Staggs moves to Mm 5'8". Payne Haas returns into forwards. Tio is benched and Bullmore is out. Uh, Coates starts on the wing. Oates is on the bench. Is he? Yep, sixteen. Yep. And uh, Ricky comes in onto the bench, and David Fafita is out. The Cowboys. Jensen and Molo drop to the bench with Maguire back at prop, and Tamalolo promoted to lock after starting from the bench last week. Uh, Perry and Condon drop to the reserves. So, big boost to the Cowboys, obviously, with uh, Tamalolo starting again. Mm-hmm. Josh Maguire, in a game where the Broncos are kind of down on forwards, you know, with the exception of, uh, yeah, probably Haas and Carrigan. I mean, they don't particularly rate off Ann Galloway. And uh, looking at their bench, very fucking slim. And, like, and it says everything about their injury toll if you've if you got Jamil Hoppawata there. <laughs> oh, excuse me. I'm um, tipping the Cowboys in this one because I just need them to win. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the same. I'm tipping them because... I fucking need this to happen. I need it. Yes. And and if and if that, that fucking brain genius that Kevy Walters pays five thousand dollars a second to uh-huh. has taught me anything, I want to fucking like I can't remember his fucking slogan anymore. I've discovered that a thing with millennials is affirmations. Yes. So if you didn't think millennials were fucking frittatas beforehand, <laughs> that secret thing mm-hmm. that normal people fucking laugh at. Yep they think is real okay so well affirmation i think i think the secret thing is more like a vision board thing right like affirmations is not necessarily that's that's just really that's just that's just like you know mental programming which is not a bad thing you know just programming yourself to you know think in positive ways or whatever but but a vision board that's straight up secret so you put the shit on the vision board okay so there's somebody that i follow on twitter yep uh, who came from the entertainment industry okay and have started a podcast where they explain what could be complicated things in a condensed and easy to invest uh, digest way. Okay. And one of them was about the economy and how that works. Okay. And I'm always fascinated in those takes to see what they put in, what they leave out, yep. how they explain it. So I listened to it. Decent explanation. But right at the end of the podcast, this person comes back in and they make uh, these affirmations for you to make. Okay. And one of them was... I am an excellent money manager and my yeah, decisions see. create wealth and prosperity. 
See, that is that's absolutely- some straight up that, fucking secrets bullshit. Well, that's fucking wankery because I mean that's not even like that. That's some of the most preposterous affirmation shit. I mean, this is what I'm saying. Affirmations are really more about you know like just your own value and stuff, not making up fucking magical dumb shit exactly. that you are. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah. And so in that respect, I agree with so you. So I am making affirmations that the Cowboys will win. I'm, I'm making fucking. I'm making. I'm making a vision board. Let me tell you, it's going to look like the fucking baking section of fucking Robin's kitchen. It's just going to be fucking wooden spoons stuck to a giant piece of cardboard on the wall. As many wooden spoons as I can fucking glue to it. That's my vision. That and a fucking horse. That's, <laughs> there's my vision board. My and my one's just going to be wooden spoons. And I'm going to set off a hand grenade in a clag glue factory. <laughs> it's just wooden spoons, a fucking dead horse, Peter North. <laughs> if you know, you know. Um, I'm, I'm, look, I'm fucking worried about this game. I'm worried about this game because the Broncos are definitely putting in the effort and the commitment within games to say, we don't want to end up with the fucking wooden spoon. Sure, they left their run late, but... You know, they're not very good at the same time. The Cowboys, over recent weeks, not very good either. Mm. So not good that it just, this game is a legitimate fucking coin toss. I'm just hoping that, like, a more, like I say, settled, you know, settled pairing that's not, you know, with Drinkwater and Clifford. You know, and some, hopefully, some experience from, like, your Josh Maguire's of, of the world, Gavin Cooper can settle the Cowboys down because on paper, realistically, they're a better side mm. on paper. Yeah. But I just don't trust them. Yeah, and I no. know that I'm not going to fucking relax and I'm going to be on absolute edge. I'm on edge as I speak right now and I'm going to be on edge until like 10 o'clock on Thursday night until this shit is done and fucking dusted. Correct. The Cowboys to win. Yes. Done, done, done. Ask, believe, receive. That's a, that's what that fucking brain genie says, isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the, the 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 fucking Kevin Walters. I mean, I'm sure oh, he's gonna be. Okay. I'm sure he's gonna be part of fucking. Um, I'm sure he's gonna be part of the hour pitch when they want to hear about who the who the, uh, the 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 teams that these new incoming coaches are you know, proposing to bring into the Broncos. Jesus, brain genius will be one of them. Doesn't no? He works with uh, Robo, doesn't he? I don't know, but he works. For, he's been working for Kevy in the Origin. Yeah, but he works for the Roosters. Oh, does he? Yeah. Oh, maybe he does work then. Yeah. Or maybe he's just completely fucking neutral and has no value <laughs> whatsoever. He's just not negative. And the Roosters have a great <laughs> coach and a team of fucking representative superstars. Yeah, maybe. I think the trick with those sort of guys is to not be detrimental. Yeah. Just, if you're neutral, you can claim the success. But if you start, yeah. you know, do you know what my number one rule in business is? That if a cunt turns up and he has chosen to wear his shirt collar uh-huh. outside of his suit jacket, yeah, fuck him, fuck everything he has to say, <laughs> fuck his descendants. Do, do people no actually do that? Dumb cunt. Yeah, like with a tie on. No, I was going to say so. It's the open collar and then the it's open collar. Yeah, and they seventy style. Yeah, pull the shirt collar outside of yeah. the suit jacket. Yeah. You know? And they're not, and they're not like they. Their business is like, not in prostituting women, like on the streets. No, but it's not even in a pimp way. Okay, 
you know, because then the shirt would be made of, you know, some fine, fine ass silk. Or pur- purple felt. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and, and a fine ass silk collar just sits where it wants to sit. That's right. But there's pedos, Nazis, yep. and then those cunts. Yep. Fuck them. All right. And you would assume that the Brisbane Broncos players would get off the team bus looking like that. Well, the Whisperer guy does. Whisperer does, yeah. Yeah. The Titans versus the Newcastle Knights. This game, let's see what. Brian Kelly's back. Tremaine Spry moves to the wing. Corey Thompson is the reserves. Knights, Starfield Tower and and, uh, Shibasaki drop to the reserves. Best and uh, Edric, Big Dick Rick come back into the backs. Uh, Kurt Mann's back, so Chris Randall drops to the bench. Phoenix Crossland are omitted. Um, Matadia starts for the injured Lachlan Fitzgibbon in the back row. Brody Jones joins the bench. The yeah, we've got it done the times. Okay, so this one here, if the Newcastle Knights win, I believe that cements them in fifth position, yep. which means they host their finals game, which is yeah, you know, traditionally been important for Newcastle to be playing at home. Yep. Um I don't fucking care. I hope the Cowboys win. That's all <laughs> I want. <laughs> Look, I, I have to back Newcastle in this. Surely. The Titans are in good form, and this is a legit test. Yeah, the, the Titans are unlucky not to be playing finals. Well, they're not unlucky. They were, they were vying for the spoon a month ago, and they've just won some fucking games. I mean, yeah. like, it's not luck. They should have started their run Correct. Early, Correct. far earlier. Um, but they're, they're a legit opposition for the Knights. So yeah, which is, the and, and, and the Knights are, and the Knights are, are, you know, pretty much running out, you know, the team. Yep. As they should have been, as they should have been doing the last three weeks. And, uh, because they, they more than many of these other finals teams, they need to be running out the team. Yep. And not any bottom of any, any of the teams five through eight need to be because, you know, it's a, it's a precarious position. Mm-hmm. The Rabbits take on the Roosters. Oh, sorry. I'll go to the Knights as well. Um, the Rabbits versus the Roosters. The the Rabbits. Uh, Gay Guy returns to centre. Masters is out of the squad along with Jaden Sewer, who was suspended. Uh, Jed Cartwright starts in the back row with Margot on the bench. The Roosters. Okay. Teddy, Cordner, Friend, and uh, SST all return. Mm. Hutchison, Liu, Manu, and Collins all missing. Mm-hmm. Lussie drops to reserves. Crichton to lock. Lamb comes in on the bench. Mm-hmm. So, South's fate here, they uh, it rests with the Knights' result earlier as well. If the Knights lose to the Titans, then Souths can get a home final by leaping leapfrogging the Knights into sixth. If the Roosters win, they lock in third place and will face a storm yeah. in Brisbane. If they lose, and then the Eels lose to the... Or if they lose and the Eels lose to the Tigers. And if they lose and the Eels win, then they're going to be playing Penrith in week one after finishing in fourth. Hmm. So there's yeah you know, there's ramifications there. Um, look, roosters, roosters are clicking like a motherfucker at the moment. Yeah, they are, and uh, I fully expect them to win. Yes, the doggies take on the panthers. Bulldogs unchanged mm. for one of the only times in the season I would imagine. Uh, the panthers, okay. So Dylan Edwards, Kikau, and Crichton arrested. Yep. Um. Laureate fullback made a centre, Capewell second row. Yep. Tamo returns to prop. Appy and Hooker. Leota benched, Kenny reserves, Burton and Tedavano on the bench, and Hetherington back to the reserves. So, 
there's a, I guess there's a slight chance of some more restings to happen. But I just, I'm just thinking about who, who is there from 18 through to 21. Who's 18 to 21? Mitch Kenny, Dean Farre, Jack Hetherington, Billy Burns. So like I could easily see, you know, Hetherington maybe coming in, you know, and and one of the forwards sitting. Just, at, yeah, give him a rest. Like I don't know if you give him like Fisher Harris a rest or whatever, but um, because I mean Tamau's just coming back in, I, so I, he. I don't think Fisher needs a rest. He's no, he's that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Form. It's just like I just don't know. And like I don't see like the team Vare, I mean, presumably he'd only the only people he can rest are Naden and, and uh, yeah, Tyrone May and I mean there's no need to rest either of those. I mean May's only fucking in this week anyway. Exactly. Because Crichton's been rested, so mm. So I think it's the shit go from the Panthers to start with here. I mean, this should have been an insurance game for the doggies. <laughs> the we haven't done the storm game yet, but the Panthers should have done what the Storm did because it doesn't fucking matter. Everyone. No. Just rest. Everyone. Literally everybody. Yeah. yeah. But uh, look, you know, the, Panth- the Panthers are going to win. Look, if the doggies, if the Panthers rest some more players and are kind of holding within themselves because they know they've got a real game the week after. Yep. And if the Broncos win on Thursday night and the doggies have to win, yeah. then fuck, who knows? It might be game on. That's it. But yeah, I'm hoping it doesn't come to that. No. Otherwise, Panthers... Uh, Sharks take on the Raiders at Netstrata Jubilee. Wade Graham returns, and he's going to line up in the halves. Yes. With Connor Tracy. Yep. Dugan, Sione Katoa, and Royce Hunt are out. Yep. Nana McDonald on the wing. Karate center. Wilton on the bench. The Raiders. Okay. CNK, Williams, Croker, Bateman, Rapana, and... Uh, and Pap- and Papalia all out. Yep. So you got debutants Adam Cook, Darby Medlin, and Jarrett Sublu are all in the side. And so obviously the Raiders are doing their best to make me a fucking liar when I say that the Sharks aren't gonna win another game this year. Mm. Having said that though, I mean the outs for the Sharks. I mean like I love John- Wade Johnson is massive. I love Wade Graham. Yeah. But he's not he's not the dominant half in a team he's not. in 2020. No. You'd have to assume Canberra are going to win, but I mean, what we were talking about earlier with Canberra needing to put on you know a great performance. Mm. To, yeah. you know, obviously, Ricky doesn't think that's necessary. Yeah, exactly. Because you know you don't park everybody like that. No. So- Sharks a big chance, but uh, you know I just I can't see it. No. Um. Because the the finals the finals uh, equation for Cronulla, I mean, they they're going to finish eighth. Yep. If they win big, and Souths get flogged, and that means a combined margin of one hundred and seven points, that means that the Sharks can you know do something about it. I mean, let's assume that's impossible though. Yes. Okay, so Cronulla will go to Bankwest to face the Eels, um, or they'll play the Raiders for a second straight weekend. Yep. Should Canberra win and the Eels lose to the Tigers, they'll secure a fourth spot and face Penrith, okay. which I think is a more likely scenario. Yep. Or maybe they're fucking parking everybody to avoid that. I don't know. Who knows? Tigers and Eels. I would. I'd fucking be avoiding Penrith right now. Tigers and Eels. Wank best. Mm. The Tigers. Luke Brooks returns to partner Benji for his last game. Yep. Josh Reynolds goes to the reserves. Yep. Talao replaces uh, BJ Leilua, who I believe is dropped. Cool. 
and is not out of the side through any injury or Anything otherwise. Else, but being a shit. Twal returns at lock. Eisenhuth drops to the bench. Michaeli replaces Aoye in the front row. Garner replaces McIntyre in the second row. Bloor and Cheekan replace Packer and Little on the bench. The Eels. Paul Owen Lane start. Evans and Davey benched. Tigers. Best result here is a win and they can hope for ninth. Oof. So the Tigers to win. The Eels. They need a win to stay in the top four. Mm. They they have third on the table, depending on what happens with the Roosters game. Mm-hmm. But I'd say that they would, uh, and if they lose this game and Canberra win, then they, then that'll send the, the Eels to fifth. Yep. So uh, you'd have to say that the, the Eels are going to. Well, look, if the Eels are going to do anything, it's going to be this. It has to be this week. Yes. Because they can't go into the finals with any degree of confidence, scraping by teams. Yeah, so with lackluster performances. Yep. I'm I'm going to think the best of the finals bound teams. And I'm going to say that the Parramatta are going to put it together and show why they're in the finals and give themselves the best chance to extend their season yep. going right forward. Without confidence. So. Uh, the Warriors take on the Mighty Manly Seagulls at Central Coast Stadium. What do we got here? Okay, so uh, Tuvasa Shek is out of the Warriors side. Hiku goes to fullback. Yep. Herbert to the wing. Um, Perham to centre. Katoa in the back row with Murchie benched. Tuanoa Brown back on the bench and uh, Alley and Curran dropped to reserves. Yep. Manly. Funa to fullback. Garrick's back on the wing. Miski on the other one. Hopper dropped, which is fucking great mm-hmm. tactic when you're negotiating contracts with people mm. who've been playing shit. I, do, I, I don't like seeing Hopper not going great, but I do like it for the sense that when I'm talking about that toxic fucking user forum, yeah. The amount of Des is a fucking new the birder because he, you know, like a month, two months ago, oh Des has loaned fucking Hopper to the Warriors. Oh Des the fucking you know, and then then he comes in and he doesn't set the fucking world on fire because yeah. he's a kid coming off two straight fucking ACLs, hasn't played football in fucking two or three years, yep. and has got a lot of fucking work to do to become a first grade football player. Yeah, I'm just glad that it was like kind of vindicated, you know, on that front. Um, Paseka starting on prop, Boyle benched. Uh, Waddle or Waddell second row jet ski out uh, with a hamstring injury I believe uh, and Guacamole joins the bench so this side of course as usual won't look the way that uh, it does right now I'm hoping that Desi drops some players who are departing us like Waddell and Boyle I mean why fucking play them any further yep um, Ben Turbo in 18 Toff Sipley returns, so that's another. He's hopefully still in favour at the club. Another gigantic unit like uh, like Paseca, and a forward that you know has the physical attributes to become one. I mean, whether he's got the mental attributes, I don't know, but uh, hopefully he gets a good go. Mm. And the most, the only thing that gets me fucking watching this game is the possibility that in twenty one, Sione Fainu gets onto the park. Mm. When we're talking about the release of AFB. Sione Fainu, he's the next one up from the Fainu family. He's uh, 19 years of age. He was last year in the New South Wales uh, under-18s origin. He was the player of the series for them. Uh, absolute fucking gun prop. And not only is a gun prop, but he's a gun prop in the 2020 mold. He's not a giant fucking unit. He's just got an enormous motor. And he's not the biggest guy. Like he's yep. he's like you've seen him. You if you're watching Manly games, you would have seen him on the sideline. I think doing um 
doing ball ball stuff the last couple of weeks with Ben Turbo and Ben Turbo fucking dwarfs him and like and, and he's not a problem yeah. <laughs> he's not a problem yeah, so yeah. so he's not a giant guy but he's just got a massive motor and I think that that's the kind of prototype that it's a good thing to have going forward I think with the way the game is at the moment where it's not necessarily having a guy like you know a, a giant carting guys forward slowly you know for like 10 meters after the contact yeah exactly but it's a guy that can just fucking you know get to the get to the defensive line quickly yep. smash through get over the advantage line get up play the ball and build that sort of six again yeah, pressure correct. so I'm, I'm praying that he gets a run in this last round but if not i mean it's just a good it's it's good to see his name on there because obviously the you know the powers that be are thinking the same way that that uh, I'll be fucking hoping Manly will lose and lose terribly. And um, Manly will fucking, well, just to fucking piss me off, they'll win this game. <laughs> 13 plus, because the Warriors are already on the plane, of course. Uh, the Dragons take on the Storm and Netstrata Jubilee. Dragons side. Sullivan debuts in the halves mm. with Clune who returns. Ben Hunt suspended. Corey Norman omitted. Um, Fier guy starts on the wing over Pereira. Blacker de- debuts from the bench. Aiken's back, and so Braden Williami drops to the reserves. The Storm, here we fucking go. <laughs> 12 players from last week are out. Brinko mm. Lee, Cameron Smith, Cameron Munster, Felice Cafusi, Jerome Hughes, Jesse Bromwich, Josh Adokar, Justin Ollum, Kenny Bromwich, Nelson Asafa Solomona, Suliazi Vunivalu, and Tinu Fasumaluai. So... There's a bunch of these. Let's see who's inside. Okay, so Ryan Pappenhausen is the fullback, and he is the captain of the side, breaking the record and becoming the new holder for the youngest captain in, in Storm history. Yep. The wingers, Lume Lume and Shandor Earl. Uh, as our as our great friend Ben Dunn calls him, Ricky Lutelli, aka Polly Polly Et. Makes his uh, storm debut, I believe. Momorowski also there. Riley Jackson, Cooper Johns are the halves. Kamikamika and Christian Welch are the starting uh, props. Brandon Smith, Hooker. Eisenhuth, Chris Lewis, Max King in the back rows. Uh, the bench, Nico Hines, Schoenig, Vete, and Penne. Yeah. And 18 to 21 is just who the, they could be fucking anybody. Honestly, they could be made, they could be, they could be made up names <laughs> against the dragons. Yeah, exactly. You know what? They might even get the win, but obviously Bellamy does. The the most important thing about this week is that his players don't play at all. Even an opposing trade, even a post yeah. training session is too much for them. That's it. You know what I expect in this game? I expect this team of fucking reserve graders and yep. fringe first graders. Yep to come out and be as well drilled, if not, maybe you know, maybe not execute as well. I expect, yeah, some poor execution and some dumb mistakes. But to play better than the fucking Dragons will, mm-hmm. because what the Dragons just dished up last week yep. was pathetic. Yep. Well, honestly, the Dragons have been served up the golden opportunity to go to Mad Monday with, a fucking, with their tails up. Yeah, exactly. But watch them. Yeah. Watch what? them. Watch them fuck their fans up. Correct. Even more. (laughs) 
Okay, mailbag. So, Mitch says, uh, Surely the Sharks cement themselves as the people's champions by doing exactly what we all strive to do in high school. Cruise on by with minimal effort, do just enough, and receive a pass mark. Get out of the exam early and save their best performance for schoolies. I mean the off-season. No. And the reason... I totally disagree. In every possible way. But the part I really enjoyed was as the conversation went on, Matthew replied and said they're the Corey Worthington of the league. He said, the more I think about it, the more I realise if the Cronulla Sharks were a person, it would be him. Got 15 minutes of fame doing something the public couldn't stand whilst full of drugs <laughs> and then fade into obscurity and irrelevance and everyone goes back to thinking they're a pathetic waste of resources. <laughs> so kudos to you, sir. Correct. Um, do you know when you stop wanting to do what you did in high school? Mm-hmm. The minute you fucking left high school. Yeah. You know? Jesus Christ. Wake up. Yeah, but I mean, like, you know, some of the things are still still good. Like what? Well, drugs and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. These days, I don't have time to rip bongs and listen to Led Zeppelin. <laughs> uh, Daniel says... With half the comp resting players this week, does this mean none of them want to win it? Winky face, ha-ha. Listen, fuck. Knights fans got very upset when we criticised them for going into the biggest game of their fucking season. Yeah. A true test against a surging competitor. And they rest their players, get fucking pumped. That is not a positive thing. No, not at all. Knowing that you're going into a final series, your position can't be altered by the result by a at win all. or a loss. Yep. And knowing that you're one of the favourites to win the competition, that allows you to slap your big dick of rested players squarely on the table and ask everyone else to measure up. And not only that, team makes the finals every year rest players at various stages all through the year yep. have a fucking art form yeah. of knowing what to do and tapering for Craig a finals Bellamy campaign. Is the reason that I don't bet on the last round of NRL because of all the years he fucked me <laughs> by resting half his fucking squad. Yep. Yep. Unexpected. Another Dan. So the show is to open and close with glory, glory to South Sydney to honour their part in the hashtag Broncos spoon. How about you fuck right off? Look, I've you know I've got it. It's it's getting late. It's after eleven p.m. and we're going to do the members digi show after this as well. So I'll be starting to edit this in about an hour and a half probably. And I'll uh, yeah I'll totally not remember to do that unfortunately. How about also, my, how about my remix? <laughs> Rabbits fans are uh, 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 dumb cunts. There you <laughs> go. There's a new fucking song. I don't think it'll take off. Didn't seem very catchy. Yeah, no. Would I you? mean, I like the themes you presented in the song, but yeah. the, the tune wasn't very catchy. Look, you know what? I don't need the fucking accolades. I'm just happy for someone to sample it one day. <laughs> Kanye, stop making shit cunt fucking useless shoes. Or come back to Nike, who actually know how to make sneakers. But, um, you know, hit me up if you want to sample that. For fucking... Maybe you can put it on, a, maybe you can use it on the soundtrack for his fucking Yeezy Crocs. <laughs> world tour Jesus and Jesus 
which apparently are great shoes to wear while you're pissing on your Grammys. <laughs> He's fucking cooked. He is fucking cooked. Uh, Dan, sorry, goes on to say, also, Ricky Stewart is a fucking sook. Is his child really autistic or do they just take emotional cues from the old man? <laughs> Stephen said, interested in your thoughts on Tamau going to the Tigers. At first I was, here we go, another has been on overs. But thinking it through, I'm wondering now if he could be exactly the type of leader they've been screaming for to start fixing up that dumpster fire. Look, I don't think he's, I don't. he can't do it alone. No, he can't. But I think as a quality human being, I, I, I don't think that, a quality human being goes amiss in any club. Really? No, not at all. That's the sort of, I mean, you need these sorts of guys in there. I don't know if he's, I don't think he can fix the Tigers single-handedly. Not at all. He's going to have an influence on, you know, he'll have an influence on the locker room. Very experienced guy. He'll be able to influence the young forwards, I guess, that aren't even really there. I don't he's, know. He seems to me to be a calming influence, mm-hmm. to be a mentor in terms of work ethic, yep. to be a mentor in terms of what's expected in terms of a level of professionalism yep. as you do about what you're going to do. Now, again, I mentioned this earlier in the episode. He's a guy who came from a premiership winning team from one of the great forward packs in the last decade. Like that forward pack. It was a combined origin forward pack. Yeah. amazing. Yeah. And he was a stellar performer in that. He's moved past his prime and he came down and he didn't, you know, he didn't have the same impact, but he was never going to. And now he has settled into that role of elder statesman. I think if the Tigers use him like that, then he is an exceptionally good get. Yeah. My worry is exactly as you alluded to. They don't have the other cattle there around to... And he's not, that. and he's not your marquee starting prop by any stretch. No. I mean, his value comes in his experience and yeah. and uh, and top blokeness. Yep. Um, but yeah, look, yeah, it's definitely not a, another has been on overs. I'm, I don't know what the dollar value is. Maybe he did pay overs. I don't know, but yeah, I, I still I think it's a good deal. Yeah, I don't. I haven't seen anyone really say it isn't. Uh, Andrew says uh, you can set your calendar waiting for a Ricky Stewart dummy spit just before the semis. Mm. Jordan, there's cheers for the entertainment while the family's in, in is isolating, guys. It's fucking needed this week. Oh, dude. Yep, sending the love to you. I spoke yep. to a couple of people in Melbourne today, doing it tough. Yep. I spoke to a friend of mine in Melbourne today, too. Sent her a gift to cheer her up. She was very happy uh, for, you know, the five minutes it takes their mind off that fucking situation they're in down there. Mm. Meanwhile... Up here, I mean, it's actually, yeah. I think the bubble, they're actually increasing the, Queensland's actually taking more territory. They're actually expanding the boundaries of the state over the, on October oh, they've, the they've opened, 1st. They've opened up where you can apply for a permit from. They're, they're going to push it on, on, is it October 1st? Or is it next week? Next week. Yeah. yeah. And so they're taking it down as far as, like, past Lismore. Byron, I think. Yeah. There's like Lismore, but then it's like a cross up like Glen Innes and... Yeah. Yeah, That's some other it. places. Sorry. And like Western New South Wales can still suck because Western New South Wales on the border can still go fuck themselves yeah. even though they've literally never had a case of COVID there the entire time. Mm. Um, Alexander says, how does Darius take the final conversion if the Broncos don't score? Is Darius revered enough to be given that honour? As we saw last week, yes. Yeah, that's true. He scored that try. Yeah, they were up on they? they were all around it. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that's true. I think the Broncos are going to score a try. The problem is, when do you know it's the last try? Yeah, that's it. What if they score off the first set and the score ends up being 26 to 6 against? Mm, like, it's too out. fucking late then, isn't it? What do you do? You set him up for a fucking Paul Gallon style, you know? <laughs> it's, what's, it's, it's not a disrespectful field goal because, you know, if you're losing by 20, 26 to 7, 26, there's no, <laughs> no yeah, difference. True. But, uh, yeah. Look, yeah, fuck him. I hope he gets a spoon, gets some silverware or you know, some woodenware to take take on the road with him. Terry, if the Seabold rumors investigation was two to three days from being completed four weeks ago, how long until the Panthers rumors take until they're two to three days from being completed? State of origin. Yes. Zoran, how do we work about getting some Rain Man to work it out or someone who has connections in the footy stats world to work out how many games a player's really played? Example, Orbo gets to say he has 300 plus games, but has he really? If we add up the actual minutes he's played, then divide it by 80 minutes, I bet he wouldn't be anywhere near 300. Same with a lot of bench players. Well, that's the fucking point. But I mean, same for a lot of starting, same for nearly every starting player either. I mean, you can't all be fucking like Matt Ballins and fucking like halfbacks and like 80 minute players. I mean, pretty much every forward is getting spelled. Yeah. At some point or another. Yes. So and I think that's yeah, it, it, what I don't like. There is if you do that, mm. then you're going to have these fucking racist Cronulla fucks coming around saying that Paul Gallon doesn't really have the L losses because he really paid. Yeah, you know, did he really play in all those games? Yeah. If, if you well, yeah, if he's playing, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, so if he's if he's playing like you know three yeah. two games for every three that he played, the then un- yeah, that just brings the L's. Yeah. The only thing that I think you might be able to take exception with is if you don't take the field. Yeah. You know, do you still get a cap? Do you get a cap for being named? I would say so. Or I would do you imagine get a cap so. for taking the field? I would imagine so. I doubt Orbo would have had any games where he never took the field. The easiest way to look that up is to go on like the Rugby League Project site Yeah, and look at... Uh, there was a game... There was a... Was there Origin when Bureau didn't... Yeah, was there Origin where like Bureau or someone didn't come on at all? Or there was one that Jason Stevens didn't come on. Yeah, so yeah, so with, like you know, fat, yeah. fat lot of good your fucking Jesus did for you then. Yeah, virgin cunt. Oh, I mean, Jesus probably gave him thirty grand for not doing fucking yeah, breaking true. sweat. Yeah. <laughs> so there's <Fuck>. that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, you look at look that up and see yeah, if that okay. comes up as a as an appearance. That's that, that's mm. the easiest way. Um, well, I I I think that's a little bit cunty to be honest. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to begrudge the guy. You got on the field. You've got on the field. You played the game. Matthew, the, uh, interesting game tomorrow. The Cowboys will end up everyone's second favorite or the most hated team in the game. That's mm. it. There is no middle ground. Gary said the media is blowing up about weekend, weekend, weakened teams this weekend, but it's a good chance to see some of the Storm and Raiders fringe players. Yeah, more so, more so the Storm than the than the Raiders ones for me, um, because you know I feel like the the Storm are a massive depth farm. Yes year in year out and even this year i mean like long term or you know not long term but like multiple week injuries to the keyest of key characters in their side yes. and they covered them up and won more often than not correct so i am interested to see those guys because those storm guys if they if they quit themselves well then they may be they may be available to buy mm-hmm. and uh and mainly recently you know coming into about one and a half million dollars of fucking windfall <laughs> <laughs> I'll be very interested to see them spend it if they can't just outright make a fucking play and for Brandon Smith. Mm. That's my ultimate goal. Brandon Smith, 
until Fainu gets back. Then he can go to 14 or lock. Fucking beautiful. That would be that. that that'd be all you need. Um, I don't have the fucking screenshot here for the tipping, but I know that King Kong is still in third. I think the position's pretty go. much the king. The position's pretty much played out. Though. With the top three, they played out the same way as they did the week before. The order hasn't changed. We still got our top three, and uh, that's all there is to say. What else have we got here? That's it. Nice. That is the wrap up, motherfuckers. Full time for episode three six nine. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. Uh, Facebook community, hashtag Twill Nation at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Twill Nation. Welcome to new joinees. We're getting a steady influx of people in there. Um, get in there, introduce yourself, hang shit on the Broncos, you'll have a home for life. We're also on facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. Make sure you get in there, hit the like button, share shit as we put it up. Help us spread the word. And if you'd like to support the show, make sure you drop us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you want to go the extra mile, our digital memberships are still available and can be picked up anytime for only $3.99 a month. And uh, they will keep proceeding onward through till the end of the year. Nice. That's it. That's all we've got time for in this last final round preview episode. They only get, well, I guess next week, next week is still like a, a regular. Well, I mean, you know, there's less, there's finals, only four finals games though. So yeah, this Preview. is, this is the last of the full, full length episodes of the year. Ooh. So we're, we're on the, we're on the final stretch, although we do have origin this year as well. So I'd say, while well, you know, we might, we might take a, a short break after the grand final. Yep. Oh, there's no reason why we can't do the origin ones. Yeah. Okay. We may have to do them remotely, mm. you know, after the game sort of thing. Yeah, okay. because it's all we're going to have is like some news and origin to talk about. So yeah. it's probably probably easy enough to do. Mm-hmm. But um, we'll burn that bridge when we get to it. We'll see you next week. Later. <laughs>